This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for the recline. Keep the hands on the burner. Because niggas know that it's money on the mind. Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan. A.K.A. the Conspiracy Realist, A.K.A. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr., Don't Text Me With Your Green Bubbles, A.K.A. I Only Debate My Equals, Everybody Else I Teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me, I Got Kicked Out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, A.K.A. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man Dame going wild. The West Side Landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you speak it on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. It's your grandmother's favorite lover. We back, nigga. <laughs> oh, welcome back. Your granny's special friend. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 243 on you. Hoes! Almost did that one in unison. <laughs> uh, we got a special guest in the building, friend of the show. It's like family. a brother. This, you, this, this, this is, this is, you invite your cousin over. Yeah, but I wonder how this intro going to be because this intro going to be a little bit different. <laughs> I know because like hey, this. Matter of fact, all right, let's go ahead. Go. What's going on? What's going on? Uh, I thought you, I'm SJ. And we're the Connected Experience. Yeah. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? See, I don't even got to do my lifestyle, our that. lifestyle, the, the lifestyle, lifestyle. You know, how that lifestyle be treat you? Great. That's why I'm here because of that lifestyle, man. You know what I mean? I have yeah. never seen y'all not together. Yeah. Did yeah. you kill him? Nah, never. <laughs> my brother's keeper. I ain't my brother's killer. You feel what I'm saying? Bars. I've um, never seen y'all in the same place and not be together. Yeah, you feel me? I thought he was going to actually uh, bust up on them hoes and come up here and shit. You know what I mean? But it just ended up. Shout out like to the that. homie. He got a, you know, when you're an adult, you got adult responsibilities like work. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, whole ass job. That's why we record later now. Um, but yeah, it's your whole ass job. The homie uh, AJ from the Connected Experience is in the um, is in the building. Um, how was y'all week, man? How was your week, my brother? Week is alright, man. I can't even uh, can't even complain. I'm still here. Another week above the dirt. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing I'm doing a one. My son got a full ride scholarship to a different school. Nigga, you should have started <laughs> off with right, that. Yeah, like, what, what you mean? Nigga <laughs> <laughs> said you made it all about right. hell. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> so look, what he, he uh academically inclined? Uh no, he well yeah, yes and no. Like his academics, he a one. I mean, he's always been like a a high achiever, but he's an artist. Uh, so he draw. got yeah, he can draw, paint, all of that. He got accepted in the CCS, but then like he started kind of looking around, like you know, it's a private college. He wanted to do like some type of work study. Yeah. Like he saw the financial, you know, ramifications, and he was like, you know, I'm trying to be an adult about the situation. Like you know, I know I'm gonna need you and mom help, and like CCS is gonna cost us like twelve hundred dollars a month. Now, you know, if we's gonna have to make it shake. 
I mean, I was going to have to make it shake, but he was like, you know, he wanted to still look around and explore some other options. Uh, his mother uh, is good at finding like scholarship money and all of that. And got a good friend that's a uh, grant writer or something. No, nah, she she works. She works in, in some capacity at Wayne State. Okay. Uh, she ran his transcripts. Be damn near free for him to come on down there. So oh, I think shit. I ain't know you trying to go Wednesday. You know yeah. that uh, department head down there. I didn't know that. Yeah, she over the theater department. Okay, shit, art and theater go together. They, they sure. go yeah. intertwine. Yeah. Matter of fact, when we had the the the, I remember we had the the cast from uh, the play here that yeah, one time for sure. So, well, congratulations on that, by hey, man. Absolutely. Congrats, man. So. Why you gotta ain't. be you gotta be proud about that, right? As a father, man, you dog, I can't even like my my children make me extremely proud because all of the mistakes that I've made in my life, they've corrected all of my wrongs. They not knuckleheads. They don't give me no problems. They ain't never been in the streets. They ain't never been in the trouble. When I was seventeen, I was fucking hell on wheels, and I'm surprised that Ray Cash and Deborah Bradley didn't toss me out long time before I left. But yeah. I was like, I was. Like, literally, I jumped off the porch 13, 14 years old, and I was just with the shits. And my kids ain't nothing like that, dog. Like, when he told me he got accepted into college, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna front, dog. Like, I just, when I got off the phone, I just broke down like a baby. Like, I probably cried for a good half hour because I was just so proud of him. Yeah. And then just the fact that, like, he took it amongst himself. He's like, look, I don't want to be a financial burden on my parents. And not to say that it was going to be a burden because that's my baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make whatever shake, you know, so he yeah. can succeed in life. I don't know what I was going to have to sacrifice, but, you know, I was going to figure it the fuck out. Well, and, you know, I still, you know, I still keep some open lines of communication yeah. with some people, you know, because <laughs> if anything worth it is to make sure they live better. My daughter, an artist too, man, she drew that. I was going to show you. Oh, that's what's up. That. Like, I didn't know your son was an artist. Like, yeah, you man. talk about him, but you don't really get too in depth. And that artist something different. Like, she just, she like be drawing characters of her own and just developing them. That's so dope. I'm pretty sure. And like, the he, coloring on that is dope. Yeah. Because yeah. some, like, I can tell she's dope because. She even though she used color, she still got shading in the color. Yeah, and some children don't. This they want. Yeah, <laughs> they want yeah. shade. And you know the the art thing was always near and dear to my heart because I I talk about it lightly on here. Like when I went to cast, I was an art student. Yeah, like I could, likewise. I can still draw, paint. Like I do it sometimes in my spare time. Yeah, and I let the dream go. You know, people kind of put in my head about being a starving artist. I wasn't a good student. Like in in. Anyway, like, you know, going to college or like going away to college was like a fart in the fucking wind. Cause like, nigga, I, I didn't know I was graduating until graduation rehearsal two days before graduation. What's the point of going to CAS if you ain't trying to go to college? Yeah. I mean, cause you know, I mean, I didn't have that foresight. And at, not like, that's not like a shot. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, just at 17, I didn't have that type of foresight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was sick of school. I just wanted to be done with the shit. You know, and, and I had opportunity. Like my dad worked at Wayne County Community College. Okay. Like I took classes there, but like I could have got my associates for like nothing. But like literally, I was a fucktard, and I was so sick and tired of school. I I bullshitted around, took classes here and there. I went to Specs Howard. Nah, did that is, shit. is that because like you just didn't enjoy school or like like what like I enjoyed high school. Like I felt like it. Was I enjoyed fun. high school, just but I didn't enjoy like the academic. Yeah, I didn't enjoy like being having to go to class every day. And like college gives you a little bit more leeway. But like, you know, I was tired of being broke. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to live at home no more. And I just saw college as like, 
another reason I had to stick around. Yeah, like that that shit was just going to make the process longer for me to stay at home. And I was like, man, fuck that. Yeah, you should what? Yeah, I, I didn't go, but but like, because yeah. you would have had a super freedom and been away from the crib, and it was a lot of young girls that was running. You'd have had a ball. I, I, I would have loved that like that's that's <laughs> yeah right. Like that's that's one of my few regrets in life. Like I probably should have went away to like somewhere like Eastern or Ferris, like somewhere that I just took anybody and just you know did the college thing for a second. But like <laughs> he said, somewhere that would have you know Ferris Ferris take anybody. Like that's. Ferris is like going to Henry Ford. Like Ain't nothing wrong with a Ferris State college. No, no, degree. and I'm not I'm not knocking it, but like Ferris, they they known to take like their their mission standards are a little bit, you know, <laughs> aren't as stringent as other colleges. But, you know, I wish I would have went away. So to see him kind of like right those wrongs. And then like I had like a serious conversation like with me and his mother. I didn't I didn't gave up like he need to live on campus. Just yeah, plain and simple. I, like I wanted him to I wanted him to live at home, but like he's the quintessential big brother. He think that he got to help out with his younger siblings, and I'm like, when man, his birthday? this uh, April seventh. Oh, Aries, good man. So, and I was like, man, look, this is your time for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is your time to be a man. So, you know, live on campus, get that experience. Now, if it don't work, then we'll revisit. You know, home is always going to be home. Like, if it don't work, you can always come back. But like, this is your time to. Do your thing and kind of figure it out. So, go on out here, son. Figure yeah. it the fuck out. The world is yours. Yeah. The world is yours and everything in it. And I can't man. I can't man his ship no more. You be eighteen yeah. in April. It's time for you to figure this shit the fuck out. So, that's dope. I'm proud of my youngin, man. I'm real proud of. I, him. I think about. It. I think I turned eighteen in, in April of my 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 senior year. Yeah, I left high school as an adult. Yeah. Yeah, we turned eighteen in May, and then it was over. I was seventeen. I was seventeen. I ain't turned eighteen until November. Yeah, mm. like we, I was still a fucking minor. He's silly, man. But we was when we was young, though. Like, of course, anybody who listened already know. Like, we really lived a, a, a really grown up life. You know what I mean? Like, own place, a nice place too. Four bedrooms, big ass basement. Only thing it didn't have two bathrooms. You know, and and from Thursday to Sunday, it was like. Uh, it was like a slut fest. <laughs> the, the fuck house. <laughs> it just, the it fuck just, house. That's just what it, from Thursday to Sunday every week, man, for like two, three years. But I always tell my wife, like, yo, I would never want that for one of my children. Like to say that they live on their own. And, and, but those was choices we made. It's not like my mom uh, was like, you know. Yeah, my parents never put me out. But like, I, I feel what you're saying. Like, nigga, I was doing adult shit at like 15 I mean, years old. Like. I was getting kicked out of the brass key at 15. So, like, I think... Um, nigga, hold on. Nigga told me it was a bitch in there squirting breast milk at niggas on the stage. I was like, I, I got, got to see it. it. I got to see it. Not me, you. <laughs> so, what you... So, I think that um, growing up in the night... Because, like, my younger years, pre-high school, was a lot more dangerous and a lot more violent than anything that happened while in high school. Yeah. And I just think the 90s for our generation was, like, a different time. And my parents had no idea what was going on, man. It, you know but, what I'm saying? Like me and my brother, my brother specifically, and then me. And shout my out brother, to Dwayne the Enforcer. We had so much shit going on that they had no fucking idea of. It was like it was two different worlds. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I gotta agree with you on that, and I gotta like '95 and '96 are two of the most crucial years, like in my childhood. Like my partner, rest in peace. You know, God bless the dead. My partner. 
they just I hung with like niggas five, four years older, and yeah. these was same like here. some same of the here. wildest niggas wow. going through like some of the wildest shit, and it's like, like damn, you like, know what that I survived. I <laughs> you just feel what I'm saying. Dog? I just got it. What that rap music? No, well that, but that was when the, it was like the most potent. Banging in Little Rock made yeah. niggas start banging here. Like yeah. everything that's you, the, the quote unquote hood and gangster movies, that shit was so concentrated right at our formative years yeah. that the, our our age right nigga we went crazy in the nineties and that's what that's what it was like niggas literally went crazy like and think about this uh you did, uh, well you probably did what was you used to go to Maxie's nah you ever I never, been I know you have your brother hey, listen man that motherfucking club like was so dope and devastating for them two years because my partner who 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 passed away that's where he caught his case and he shot a nigga at the uh the White Castle you feel what I'm saying and then we went back the next week. But that was like my first time going, and and that I she was just so it, the dangerous just so, and wild and crazy. I just remember being for young children, and yeah. we're like for That's children. We was yeah. we was kids, but like I remember, I had just a certain level of freedom. Like Nick, like it, it wasn't like my parents weren't there to support certain shit. But like nigga, if I wanted to go to the mall on a Saturday, it was and nobody different. was home. There was no you get on the phones. fucking bus and you figure it out. Like yo. Dad don't come home from work until for sure he's been in the corner on Joe Road and playing at five o'clock yeah. every single day. Yeah, I remember you saying. You know that. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so much. Like our dog used to get out to get out, and at five o'clock when he turned the corner, he'd be hopping the fence Coming to get back. back. Like yeah. it was on clockwork. Yeah. Same thing with my pops. Seven, he was coming up Grand River at five o'clock. So yeah. from seven in the morning, because like at at one point. What well, all schools we walked to school, so yeah. it was in the neighborhood. So from seven a.m. to five p.m. at least. And my mom didn't come home to later. And then if you if you're not there, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing wild that you're not there because you get on your bike. Yeah. You you, you leave a about. note. We used to have to write notes. For sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, hey, I'm at so and so house. Yeah, I'll be And back. they had no idea where the yeah. fuck I was at. You know what I'm saying? Like they had, and it, not because the closest bad. form to keep up with me was my pager, but I didn't have a pager till like 10th grade. I had yeah. a pager to high school. 11, yeah. 11, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But like as at adolescence. You know, we, they think you riding bikes, nigga. We on the other side of town, <laughs> nigga. Your it, guy it was what? Hold on, it wouldn't be shit to leave the house at eight in the morning and not come back until in the summertime, eight Jeez. at night. Like you eight had a job. At, Look, like you had a job. Like, yeah. Like I just put in. I don't know. I don't know how I ate, how I survived, but like we figured that shit the fuck out. Yeah, well, my brother was got cheaper. Older. You feel what I'm saying? So my brother, yeah. he be driving around way. and like he he have a car and shit, and we be out on bikes and shit. Be like, nigga, what you doing over here? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what you doing over here? It, it did took like me ten minutes to drive over here. I so by default, that bike. I had to go with him everywhere. Yeah. So hang with the older folk and then they little brothers and shit. But now I know niggas all over the west side. You know what I'm saying? So. It is what it is. I but. just remember girls like there was this there was this girl in particular that I was like trying to get after, and I was maybe in eighth ninth grade, and she was probably like in eleventh grade, and I just remember how far like like walking to her house was like a twenty minute walk on foot, and like nigga we would take the bikes because like she didn't have no supervision like with yeah. nobody at her house. So peeped it. <laughs> this is this is horrible for for me to say right. We know we was wilding out as kids, right? Yeah. Like, for on, sure. some, on some violent shit. Yeah. I'm talking about beating, stabbings. It wasn't like, nothing to have a knife on you, nigga. Like, Hold every like, once like in a while. Like, what these kids sh- call stomping now is light work. Like, we was stomping niggas till they stopped moving. Are you surprised that some white folks think niggas is crazy when we was really out there wilding out? I, yeah, it didn't seem wild to us at the time, right? But I feel like that's the same things going on in neighbor, neighborhoods too. So they should be used to it. They just feel like we, 
You know what I mean? Like, I mean, my first, my first, my I, first. I, don't uh, know. I feel like we <laughs> brought a different level of violence coming different. up. No, look though, different. the first time I got into a fight with multiple people, it was with white people. So that, that that's they thing too. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not. So I feel like that, that that's just the excuse they give. But you know, shit. I went to school with. <laughs> You know, like crackers who want to be black. Now, granted, you feel what I'm saying. Every like, day, we'll be riding. We'll be twenty deep on bicycles. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it was, we was mobbed up. Yeah, I ain't never seen twenty white people on bicycles. You other. just ain't the right places, though. This you is feel true. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm but, telling uh, you, you know, we. But when you see twenty black, when you see twenty teenage black kids on bicycles, nigga, that shit don't look like y'all up to y'all up to bad. Man, we just ride fun. bikes. Yeah, just sometimes we're riding bikes depending on because. Sometimes we was on some peaceful shit when I was with the younger kids. And then when I'm with my age, we was. I mean, but like realistically, if I see 20 people on bikes, I, I'm not fucking with them. I don't care if they. Pe- I'm not going to find out if they own some peaceful shit or not, because it's 20 of y'all. Like, it's, it's OK. It's going to be two of us, but we still y'all still got us by 18. I'm going to just go the other way like or, I, or jump in the pack and ride. Bikes I, with I remember there was an arcade over off six mile and we ain't fuck with them niggas over off six mile. <laughs> we would. We will pony up on them bikes, and nigga, you get you a sock with a couple fucking padlocks in that bitch. And like, if we see them niggas, you know what's going down. Yeah, like we say uh, from Dre Road, right? So, but like, we didn't mess with the niggas on the other side of Dre Road. Ain't that crazy though? When you really break it down, like we like the same street, but the side street it's, it's is segregated. It's se- it just in segregated. Real life, I stayed on Plainview, and I guess it was some twins that stayed on Plainview, but on the other side. Yeah, like. We never they was known went, for stealing bikes and some like shit. We never that. went over there. Like when you used to cross that street, that shit looked like a different area, a different area. So when yeah. niggas be like, "Where you now?" As we when we got older and I started going to high school over there, or whatever you know people because, but like a long time, like fam, I don't know them niggas. They're like, oh, "You know the twins?" Or do you know something? Like it's it's two totally different. Yeah, it's two totally like different you say. Shit. I don't know them niggas. I don't. Yeah. That ain't my hood. That's not like they bad people or what. Like we just don't know them, and like it was. But y'all even steal a, from over here, we steal from over there. Like it yeah. was a. But even as you leave get your bike outside at the store, no, 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 because your bike gone, your bike at gone. The penny candy stuff for yeah, sure. It's gone. But but even as you get older, like shit is still segregated. Like if you grow up in a certain hood, nigga, this is my Coney. This is my liquor store. You know what I'm saying? Like these are the ones that I go to. You know, it was like I don't, I don't fuck around with oh, that no, other yeah, liquor yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for us, it was the store on Allen's. That's the store we was going to, and then it's another store, uh, Fast Frank's. I just three brothers. That store is just a house. That's it was a house. The Tiger. The, the Tiger is my liquor store, because I can't go to the other one. Like my picture. Like I no no I had a I had a fight I remember that. I had That's a fight I, at the other liquor look, store my picture is still up in that bitch look when, when we first started listening to y'all I remember you telling that story or some shit I'm like this nigga wow you, you go you saying? go down to the you go down to the other liquor store I Puritan. go in that liquor store all the time too. my my face is still behind the window I don't never I ain't never I, I don't know why I ain't never look but I ain't never look I go in that bitch what, all the though, time. just for keeping up trouble. Or oh yeah, I you, used. Hey, look, or was you still a candy out there? No, no. I so so this this is like the neighborhood like I kind of grew up in. So like I've always been like when I say I was in the thickest shit. Like yeah. thirteen, fourteen, I was a motherfucking troublemaker. Like I was, I was with it, and yeah. like I had a fight. Now when I had that fight down there, like I was probably like twenty, twenty one, but like nigga, I was I, I was trying to kill them niggas, yeah. like because my at the time my ex wife and my baby was in the car and I had smoke with these niggas in the neighborhood and my my thought process was like they gonna go out to the car they gonna see my girl they gonna see my baby yeah. and like it's either gonna be them or me yeah. so that's that's how I just approached the fight. 
So what you had went in a store and they was in there already? Yeah. You did you you okay? So like you didn't notice they car outside or you was like fuck. There's it. niggas on just hood niggas. Yeah. They was on foot. Oh, okay, I'm just asking because yeah. you know a car like a horse. That's how I identify. I identify no, no, for nigga. like not, yeah. As you get older, like no, that's you, what I was saying. Like so, you ain't even know they was in there. Nah, nah. Yeah. So I mean, I but when I I got in the liquor store and I peeped one of them niggas. So when I came in, there was like a tubby's inside. So I'm going to the tubby side, but I peeped one of them come around to the door. Yeah. So I'm like fuck. He already behind me. Yeah. And I know, like, you know, hood niggas, they roll together. Yeah, yeah, so I know yeah. it's another one of these niggas they up there. Yeah. At that point, you just got to run mm-hmm. to him and rush. He not, he, not, he not prepared for you to rush him. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, this is just what the fuck is going Because in my mind, I'm thinking, like, the nigga by the door going to see me. Then he going to look outside and see my light skinned baby and going to know what's going to know that's my child. And I ain't, I ain't want to take no chances with that shit. Yeah. That's real. You know what I mean? That's crazy. That's crazy though. Dude. Um, I forgot how we even got on it. I think we got because your son growing up and like we was in a wild they, time and they just don't grow up. They, they don't grow up that way no more. Thankfully and rightfully so. Like yeah. you got, he didn't you, get into his first fight until like eighth grade. Like nigga, by then I was battle tested. Yeah, right. like it's niggas that like, um, like how my, you even know if you got it? Yes. And, and you feel what I'm saying? Like how you like if you didn't you, grow up with it. You're yeah. not about to get. Well, I won't say you're not about to. Because MMA didn't make niggas killers at a later age. But, like, if you ain't grow up scrapping and fighting, like, how do you know you can fight? How do niggas even know to even want to fight you? Like, you you feel what I'm saying? Like, niggas only fighting you to try to uh, have dominance over the situation. Like, right. like some people just be the cool nigga. Why you want to fight the cool nigga? Like, come on, nah, that's going to make but, but like, other niggas want to fight you. But you make a good point. You don't know you lying hearted until you get tested. Yeah. And you got to get tested. Yeah. Like, that's just part of growing up. In the like growing up as a young man, like you got somebody gonna try and steal your bike or, or take your candy or take your book bag, and like what you gonna do? Either you gonna be a victim or you gonna stand up for yourself. Hey Amen. Nipsey say you gonna respect my line. <laughs> That's my line. Don't you can do all that it. shit. Just respect my line, and you gonna respect my line. But um, uh. Damn, that was a long. How was your week, man? <laughs> it be uh, like that sometimes. Shout out to shout out to AJ, man, because uh, I almost started saying it's the best week of my life, yeah. right? Because you got a you got a saying and like yo, today the best Friday in my life. Yeah, every day the best day in my life. Bro. You know what I'm saying? And I started I feel that though, man. I started saying that shit. Like yeah. when people ask you how you doing today, I'm like, man, best such and such. But they were like, really, what happened? I like I woke up this morning. Yeah, it's the last Monday I live, so this is gonna be. The, this is the, and like that's a whole. It's, it's like a manifestation shit. of energy. Yeah, that's and then you will find something to make it that. You know what I mean? Like every anything, like you can get the your favorite meal or what. Not niggas work from home, so you know you ain't gonna never be late from work unless you just oversleep. I'll be late for work. I'll be late for <laughs> work. Possible. Yeah, but you know I'll what I'm saying? No, it ain't like getting stuck in traffic though, yeah. being late. So it's like I just make every day the best day of my life, bro. And then find something. To accredit that to just so I know, like, okay, yeah, you. I mean, small gains, dog. You but you, but you make a good games. point. Like today, we recording this on Friday. It's somebody out there that didn't see the day. Yeah, they, 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 they still. When this morning, when God turned the lights on, they ain't open up their eyes. So it, for me, it's a, it's a nigga out there that just barely made it to today. Yeah, and today because they didn't think they was gonna make it yesterday. 
Oh, this is the best day of my fucking life. Yeah, and that hey bro, that'll make you get up and move around too. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so for instance, if it was a health reason and nigga be like, Well shit, I'm working out today because No, but you I feel I, what I'm saying. As somebody that's gone through some like traumatic health shit, like I can appreciate that because you know, I remember being in the hospital and I I never feel I, I probably never told this shit. But I remember I was in the hospital, you know, I was I was slipping in and out of consciousness. And I remember hearing the doctor talk to the nurse on the outside of the door and was like, I'll be surprised if he makes it through the night. Yeah. And like to wake up and open up my eyes and like, I know I'm slipping in and out of consciousness, but I can, I can still hear what's going. It's, it's a surreal feeling like, cause you there, but you're not there. I'm not plugged in enough where I can be like, Hey nigga, I hear you, but like, I'm conscious enough for like, I heard you. Yeah. But you know what though? That, that just goes to show like, don't bet against me. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like don't bet against me because it don't matter what you say. I, I, all you got to do is have a will to live. You feel what I'm saying? That's a fact, man. You feel me? That's all. Be like, I got a partner, uh, rain. She, he about maybe 15 in on a 22 year sentence, but this, my man, you know, he got shot up real bad. And, uh, he used to be over my house after he got shot up. So, you know, we went from seeing each other like this to me seeing holes and shit in his neck. So I was talking to him. I said, man, what like, like, you know, like how, like what, 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 what happened? Like, like you made it nigga. He said, dog, I just knew I, I couldn't go to sleep. Like I got to I had to open my eyes cause I knew if I ain't open my eyes, y'all niggas would have been looking at me in the casket. You feel me? So then when uh, my other partner recently got shot, I told his man's like, look, man, he woke up, bro. Or it's on him from here. You feel me? He gotta have a will because if the if God whatever you subscribe to let you open your eyes, it's on you after that. AJ you know on some real, on some real shit. I laid in the hospital bed that night, and I and I remember going to sleep. And in my sleep, I heard my mother's voice. Swear to God on, on my babies, I heard my mother's voice, and I had a conversation with her, clear as day, like how me and you talking. And I told her I wasn't ready yet. That was the last thing I remember. She's like. She's like, boy, you gonna you gonna go back? I said, I'm not ready yet. And then I woke up, I opened up my eyes, and it was the next day. Yeah, because you gotta, you just gotta have that will. You know what I mean? And, and I wonder, and I wonder if that was too. really like me slipping away. Yeah. And I remember just having that conversation. I said, Mama, I love you, but I'm not ready to come see you yet. Yeah. And she was like, All right, I'll see you later. Yeah. I mean, and really I woke that, up, and I woke up. Really, like, that's as real as it gets because, like, you know, my like, uh, shit on. The 30th, my cousin passed away. So I just talked to that nigga that Tuesday. You feel me? Sorry and, to hear that, man. Yeah, that's my right. nigga, too. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I said, because his brother passed away, too, like probably a year or so ago. And, I, you know, I just been thinking about both of them niggas. And I said, I bet you when that nigga got to where he was going when he seen his brother, his brother probably let him know, you ain't alive no more, dog. If you seeing me, you ain't there no more. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like you just got to have that will. Like, I, because... I, it's been told to me, and I believe it, that, like, energy can be created or destroyed. So, yeah. like, if we pass over to a different realm, I think we can go back and forth if we knew how people would do astral projection or whatever. Like, you had a conversation with your mom. Yeah, like, I, and you I, I totally ready. believe that. I totally believe Some and, um, people think she that, was like, there to I know. People, to think I'm, you. people think I'm crazy when I say that shit, but, like, I hurt. Like, my mom been gone since 13. Yeah, and like I, the only thing that I have that still has her voice, I got a voicemail that I just can't, 
I can't get rid of. And them. you know what though? Because you said that, like I never erased my mom voicemails. Like you feel what I'm saying? Like I, I it don't matter what it's for. She the just, last voicemail I got from my old man, who's been gone like a little bit over a year, he was cussing me the fuck out. Yeah, like literally going the fuck <laughs> in on me on this voicemail. But like, this is the last thing yeah. that I, I I know is I know is out of love. That's just how he talked. But I mean, you it's on your phone still. Yeah. Well, connect it to this mixer and uh, we record it. Not no, right no, it's, now, yeah, yeah, but like so you yeah. can have it stored somewhere, somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's you know, real. Yeah, yeah. It's it's real. Now we we I'm here for a reason though. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying, and all of that go with the reason. Facts. You feel what I'm saying. So Jay, like you went to Inception. Yeah, so I went to Inception, which is the first mental health gym. Um, David McKellar um, created it. Well, I think like a 14 year journey or whatnot. Yeah, to get to that. To yeah. get to that. And um he's in he's been in the here in the studio, I don't know, probably like five times. Um the first time I heard him uh was on the connected experience. And then like that week or that weekend, he was in on two three three podcasts that weekend. So I kept hearing him, kept hearing him and breaking down um mental health. And typically when we think of mental health, we think about it in this intangible way, this talk therapy type thing, and not as these things has physical ramifications. Stress does something physically to your body. Trauma does something physically to your body. So he um, attacks or tries to repair what physically happens to you with your mental health okay. and treat mental health as physical health, like a gymnasium, yeah. strengthen your physical health. And um, I went on Tuesday because I've been hearing so much about it for a long time and I kept bullshitting, putting it off. And now I was finally in a position where I got a day off and let me go ahead and do this shit. And um, it's a couple of different things, a couple of different circuits. I went through, uh, I can't think of what the first circuit, let me bring it up while I'm speaking. Yeah, because uh, it wasn't even set up like that uh, initially when I'm not going to say initially, I'm going to say when we went and when we checked it out and then when we talked to him the second time, he they he said they kind of broke it up because, you know, that makes sense because people really wouldn't know what to do and how what order to do it and how does this work? Uh, should I do this with, with that and all of that? So it's like I'm happy they broke it up in the circuits and then people can say, OK, I'm going to try this one. See if I like these three then I okay. try these three. And then after you do all of them, you see what you like and then you put your own uh, circuit yeah. together. So I went I did the inner reset, which is the brain body balance circuit, which is the magnosphere the brain training and a flotation therapy. Um, what the magnosphere is, you've in this really cool chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's cool this thing. And it shoots out like a low level vibration um signal that um does things to you. Clears up your body, clears up uh like inflammation and stuff like that. And you sit there for 30 minutes. Um it was pretty cool, pretty peaceful. Um I was looking at different things. They say you may not feel something like at the very moment that you get up. But like at night, you probably gonna sleep better, yeah. and, um, which was a hundred percent fact. That was go. That was gonna actually be my first question. Like, did you feel like you slept better after all of those things? And what's so interesting is, I went on Tuesday, um, Sunday, for whatever reason, I woke up with a killer headache. I had a headache for two days. On Monday, um, it wasn't it wasn't as bad, but Tuesday when I got there, like I, I had remnants of the headache. And when I left out of there, I was good. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So after the Madness Fair, I went to brain training. So brain training, uh, we go into a nice room, a nice comfortable seat. Um, they put the electrodes or I, I say electrodes. That shit probably is not an electrode. So <laughs> don't don't be like, yo, electrodes is bad. Yeah. That's what I'm calling it. Okay. They, they put these little things on my head that's read only. So you're not getting like no, uh, no messages or whatever. And essentially it mirrors back when the, when the brain gets a response, it mirrors back, um, what is supposed to be happening. And because our brains go through so much trauma and I'm, I'm talking like I'm an expert only because I listen to this, listen to him so many times. So <laughs> I'll uh, put a link to um, a video that explains everything in the bio. So y'all can actually watch it. He, he goes through and explains every single thing. So, but essentially your brain has been, I've been going through 38 years of trauma. I've never got anything done to me. So yeah. I've been, I've been going through 38 years of trauma and your brain is set in this, and a trauma response. Every time something happens, your brain's reacting in trauma. And when you put that the, the brain training on there, it allows your brain to reset and be normal for a, a full 30 minutes, right? Yeah. And I was just out of there. I felt good. And both times I like fell asleep, but I, I wasn't asleep, but I was asleep. I it wasn't know. in that deep that deep chamber. Yeah, it was sleep. like a like towards the mid portion of it. And it's quiet in there. So first you, you battling with your thoughts, right? You, I'm thinking about everything. All right, what am I, I'm focusing on breathing and shit. I'm like, let me just fuck it. I'm just going to relax. relax. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, um, he put the, uh, there's a face mask on, but it's like weighted too. Yeah. So it, it felt good. It was weighted, um, headphones on with different sounds. And 30 minutes later, I quote unquote woke up, but she came in the room. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm like, I feel I'm like, all right, I feel a little better. You know what I'm saying? And then I go into the, the flotation therapy um, and they have like a thousand pounds of Epsom salt or salt um, in the water. And the idea behind that is once you're floating, it's dark in there. Um, once you're floating and your, your, your body is floating, you have no sensory, no, nothing's touching you from either side. There's no sound. They give you these, plugs to put in your ears so and it really plug your ear up like yeah it's, 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 it's wax not, balls you, yeah. you put them in a the ball and you smash them in your ear and it, it fills the cavities or whatever and um so you don't hear anything per se you don't feel anything because like all day right now my, my arms are touching the table my body is sending out res different Receptors, receptors, all day. right. Yeah. So while you in there, and they even got a little flotation thing for your head, so you can stay your head stay out of the water. You just completely float in the water. In the water is like room temperature. So technically, I guess your feet is outside of the water, but you can't really tell because yeah, it's like you floating. You well, you are, you are floating. floating, yeah. And for thirty minutes or so, and and there again, I'm uh battling with my 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 my, my brain. Until it shuts off And at the end It always shuts off At some point You don't even realize It when it shut off It just shut off I'm like let me focus On my breathing Just listen to my breath And boom 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 30 minutes later The water start bubbling You get out Boom 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 And then uh, Like I get in the car And I drive to the crib And I sit on the couch I mean sit on the bed And shit And I just feel like Really really relaxed Yeah Um Called a friend of mine, told her like about the experience, and she was like, "Not that you're not always calm, 
but you're like you, you're speaking like really really calm right now she's <laughs> <laughs> like and because i when i when i when i called her she's like jay like i was like what's up hello like, <laughs> hello how, how are, are you <laughs> <laughs> um jinx nigga. yeah and i felt you know what i'm saying i felt good right but then i went to sleep that night matter of fact i fell asleep on my couch and I, this was some of the best fucking sleep I've had on the fucking couch. By the way, I slept like a fucking baby, dog. Like I for for a good three nights, like I slept. I slept so good that when it was time to wake up, I didn't feel tired when I got up. Yeah, because that's typically, and that's the worst. Yeah, because you feel like you didn't recharge. Like I could have yeah. stayed up if I was still gonna be tired. Um, I felt really, really good. And then for the next couple of days, I just was kind of like at peace and. Even today, I, I don't know how you, I don't know how to explain this, but like, I do like a check on my body. Like, how am I feeling? My, am I still feeling the the, the goodness from? I, I don't know how to explain it, but I just kept was like, yo, I still feel good. I'm like, yo, is this like placebo, or does do I really feel good? And it's strange that like, <laughs> this is like the, the first time you can say in a long time, like, nigga, I felt good. Yeah, and, and and it wasn't related to nothing that you, uh, I would say that you physically did. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Like I don't feel good because I made ten thousand dollars. Like I really feel good because my body feels better than it did before I went. You know what I mean? I think I interacted better with people. Um, just maneuvering throughout the day, and things didn't really stress me out. And I guess it's because. I said on this podcast and a lot in different conversations, like your body was made and designed to like live last forever. Right. Not meaning that you're like immortal. Right. But like your body, it heals itself. Cut a finger, bring that shit back together. It's gonna, it's called a coldest thing I ever seen in the world, bro. Is the body. You feel what I mean? Like for real, if we can grow limbs back, man, like you can't be, we'd be untouchable. I don't want to cut nothing off of $5. No, no. Nah, nah, <laughs> I'm, I'm um, cool with the original A couple, couple people didn't my shit. My dad grew back at the tip of his thumb. Straight up. I mean, tip of it, because he cut his shit off with a saw. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. all crazy. And uh-huh. I believe that, too. As an adult, this wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, man. this this is like as a. Within as, the last 10 years, because they was in the crib, they in, in their current crib right now. So this was In the last 10 years? Yeah, they only been in that house. Your father's an older gentleman. He's sixty-two. He turned sixty-two. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So, like, I just felt good, and like, I didn't have any stress. So, do you think that's because, like, you realize, like, you you only got stress because you let shit stress you out? If that makes sense, you feel what I'm saying? Because like, you was like the way you interacted with people was different. You know what I mean? Like, you you were more calm. Because, like, the things you stress about, I might not stress about, right. and vice versa. You know what I mean? Because feelings aren't real. Right. You know what I mean? So, do you feel like... like Feelings aren't absolute. You feel like you was uh, like, Facts. let me just let that shit go. Like, let me be... So, listen, Let man. me move in a better way. But, like, everybody way. handles stress and, like, differently. And then, like, what stresses you... You know, it could be your kids or something stressing you. Shit, it could be the DTE bill stressing me. Yeah. Like, we all handle that shit differently. It's never going to be a bitch, though. Just that I had to put that out there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so like, because your pimp hand is strong. Yeah, it's, it's medium. So like, uh, last week when me and Aunt finished um recording uh this week in culture, we typically be up here kicking it. His cousin was in here. We was walking out. She was asking us like, um, like how are y'all doing? Um, through all this quarantine and everything, like, well, how is y'all mental health 
And like, how do y'all feel? And I said, I don't know because I can't pinpoint a time in my life. I've been sad. Yeah. I don't know what depression feels like. So yeah. I can't never say I've been depressed. Um, or maybe I do know what it feel like and, and, just and never don't. and never could quantify that feeling, right? But like I something happens, I just ultimately get over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I don't know till and this is funny because a couple of days later, I went through the next week, I went to Inception. Right. So like I feel normal because this is my base. So my base, say if I've been, we've all dealt with trauma. We just got finished talking about crazy shit in the nineties that I'm never going to forget that we was wilding out at 12 and 13 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, so all that trauma is in you, but like, this is my base. This is, this feels normal. And I don't know what better feels like. So I don't know that there is a better, better. Yeah. So after I went to inception, and I felt so calm and so relaxed. Then I felt like I don't want nobody to disturb this state because yeah. I like this state. So yeah. I think when I was saying I'm not, I interacted better with people because like, yo, this state feels good. Yeah. I'm going to stay in this state. Yeah. Um, And it, and that's just the first circuit. First time, yeah. And like he said, though, that first, like you, that shit, like you got to do that multiple, like, you don't live your life for 38 years worth of trauma and sit somewhere for 30 minutes and be like, yep, I'm, I'm fixed. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm good now. Yeah. It's so, like therapy. It is therapy. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah. And it's like, when you go, you like, I want to add this to my life. Yes. You feel what I mean? Like, I just want to add this to my life. So whatever it costs, like, I stop one of my vices to put it toward that. Cause if right. I can go yeah. here once a month, and I'm gonna you know, be a better person leaving about it here, and that right. vice is gonna take something from me. Yeah, yeah. So and 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 that's like I, I put it in my mind that same stuff. Like I'm making that a part of my life. That's why I'm happy that they open back up and stuff like that. And I just hope they don't close. But it's like, yo, I need to make that a part of my life because just like you said, I like this state. You yeah. know what I mean? Because people hold on to stuff and internalize stuff, and once it's built up. You kind of like a ticking time bomb. You are, and the next you don't even know what the next thing is. This go. It can be the most insignificant up. thing that's going to be your tipping point. And it's like I don't never even want to be close to a tipping point because I know that I don't have to be. You know what I mean? Like if all I got to do is stop something that I like that really don't do me no good, you know. And the weed got to go. <laughs> you thinking you about whoa, 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 whoa. Thinking about I'm not ready like, to go that far. <laughs> and thinking about like tipping points, right? I mean, as a as a man, as a black man living in this society, I mean, we taught certain things, whether we we agree with them or not, but like we keep different things bottled up, right? And then until it explodes, and I'm like, yo, that nigga wilding out because like, don't cry, don't whine, don't bitch, don't moan, don't complain, suck it up and do better. So you keep putting the air in that fucking balloon. Let's go bust. At some point. Do you remember the movie Falling Down with yes, Michael, Douglas? Michael Douglas? Like that's that, like he just had enough one day. <laughs> he just had the fuck enough. But the crazy thing is, is we don't know how close we are to just Never. having enough. It could be anything. Like we all, like we all got, uh, we all like working on our entrepreneurship, but we all clock in somewhere right now. And one day, it could just be somebody. Saying the wrong thing to you because hey, you just your, had enough. Your TPS reports aren't right. Like I just had. <laughs> I'm like, made. bitch, what? That's one of the reasons why. Um, like I kind of leave people alone, right? Because 
you never maybe it's because I saw falling down at a at a at a, at a very young age, late yeah. mid nineties. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> One of the mid nineties movies we was talking like, about. You don't never know what's on the other side. Like what what I did before I came and clocked into this job. Right, like especially when I was in like uh, retail. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm interacting with people. Every single second of the day, and some of them good people, and some of them not, and some of them don't know. And I, I remember like it was yesterday. I was telling my staff, like, listen, just what you said. Like, when people walk in here, you don't know if they shopping for a funeral. You don't know if this the last money they got till they get paid next week, and these kids need shoes for school. You just have to let them be them, and when they ready to talk and ask you something, they ask you. Just like that, bro, a dude came in the store, and he over there, and we over here. Can I get some goddamn help over here, man? Ain't nobody trying to help me. So I said, I got him. I'm going to show you all. (laughs) You feel what I'm saying? Put your manager training on. I'm going to show you all. So I went over there, and I kicked it with him. And he said, so, you know, after I talked him down, like, everything all right? He said, man, you know. I ain't even really mean to say that, but my wife just keep asking for Jordans, and she don't understand that it's not just one Jordan, and she keeps saying, "Just I just want some Jordans, and, you know, he a guy, so he like, do I get her team Jordans? What what do I get her? And he said, she just was in my ear with that bullshit all on the phone right before I walked in here. So I told him, like, that's the perfect example. Like, that was small, though. You feel what I'm saying? You know, it's so funny. He'll fuck with you forever when he come in that store, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you related to him on that personal level. Oh my! Oh, I'm gonna go. AJ, he got me because like we we connected. Shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I never under like I've grown up myself and I've always had anger issues. I, that's just you know something that I've had to work on myself like through therapy. But I didn't realize the expansiveness of it until I saw it in my child. Like now, my middle son, like he he a powder keg. Like he liked to fight. He liked to you know it don't take much to get him there. And in I the box. I want to get him in boxing, but his mama's do it, nigga. You I just, parent. I just, Put I don't, I don't, I don't want that fight with her. I just don't want that fight with her. Well, you the man, yes, you, you the don't. father, you the yes. lead. No, no, we gonna get this out of him because in, if in, not, a pr- in a productive way. Because if not, he gonna be in school wilding out. I get I, it. Your feelings gonna be hurt because you don't want my baby to get hurt. I'd rather him get hurt in the ring so, than get hurt in the street. So, so just in lieu with that, we we have been getting him because you. This ain't the first time you said that to me. We have been getting him. <laughs> some counseling, but like, I didn't understand his level of anger until like, I remember, I never forget. He was probably like in third or fourth grade teacher called me at like two 30. Like Mr. Bradley, you need to come get him now. I'm like, shit, school get out at three 30. I'm like, you can't deal with this. He like, she like, he been fighting all day long. You need to come get him right now. When I went to get him, he was like his shirt was bloody. He was sitting in the office, like looking disheveled. And I'm like, man, what's going on? He's like, dad, he said, he, he was talking about the little boy that he got into the scrap where he said, all I saw was black. Why he so mad though? I don't know. Like, I mean, cause I, that's the bigger issue. Like, yeah. Like, why he so, well, especially that young, like, I mean, he ain't missing no meals. Like he, ain't, like he ain't getting teased at school and stuff like that. Right. Uh, and well at that point, cause he older now. Yeah, and like now, like kids don't. Like right, because he done put the work in. Yeah, but like, I'm like, saying yeah. before that, like, right, that's the bigger issue. Because you know, my, 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 my middle son is autistic. Now, he's on the higher functioning end of the spectrum where, yeah. like, you know, he can, he can, you know, perform well in school and things of that nature. But, like, when it comes to emotional connections, he really doesn't, he really does, that's, that's the gap that's missing. Yeah. And 
and I think sometimes it's a, uh, you know, a, a lack of understanding where like something may be a joke to you, but like because he, you know, that that aspect he didn't of him process it like yeah, that. he doesn't process it like you, so like he's not. You know, he's not in on a joke like that. So yeah. if, if they don't want to do the boxing, maybe you should get into martial arts. Because that, that, that would calm. teach him how to, 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 to use that, that energy and that, that possible anger and and, and, and and put it somewhere else. You know, I've this year I got all my older kids, I put them all in therapy, all three of them. Because like. So, know, but what's the, so what's the age range? Uh, 17, 15, 13. Oh, okay. And I can. You know, there there's certain things that like me is de- like I can't te- I can't give them. Yeah. You know, and I had to realize that like you know I thought like putting my hand not necessarily putting my hand on them physically, but like you know being there and like trying to curb some of that behavior. There was just certain things that I just couldn't help. Yeah. So you know, me and their mother made the decision that like you know we was gonna get them real therapy, and I can see a difference now in my son but like you know he he's still his own person but like i can see how how the therapy is is helping him be a better person and i wonder how inception work on children that's what i was gonna say too like maybe you should take him there well first of all maybe you should go first yeah, yeah. you feel what i'm saying but maybe you should take him there because the thing is like uh especially with younger men like his father around so that's never gonna be able to be his excuse so it's like we gotta get to the bottom of this earlier because, like we was talking off air, like a police ain't gonna care about that shit if no. he in the wrong neighborhood. You feel what I'm saying? Like he, gonna- I didn't start going to therapy until I was in my 30s. Yeah, you know, and I realized that I needed it. Like after I lost my mother, I knew something wasn't right. With I couldn't put my finger on it, but I knew something wasn't right. Yeah. And then another thing that made me go to therapy is that I saw the relationships that I was having with women, and and that you know. I was being somewhat of a womanizer and I knew it wasn't somewhat. somewhat. <laughs> I was being a womanizer. I will, I will own up to my shit. And I knew it wasn't, you know, I've had different type of women in my life, educated, uneducated, beautiful, you know, fat, thin, you know, all of these different type of things. And I'm like, I'm the common denominator in why all of these, you know, relationships, entanglements, all of these shits ain't working. Like it all fall back on me because like I've had women, you know, I, I'll, I won't say her name, but I had an ex of mine, like literally bent over backwards to do everything that she thought was going to be pleasing to me. And in the back of my shit, like it just still wasn't enough. Well, now look though. So, well, that's great that you did some self-reflecting because if you don't, you would still be going yeah, down. I, that yeah, I'd still be doing the same silly shit. So when you started to self-reflect though, and you started to realize like it really is me, did you change your behavior? Because if you ain't changed your behavior, then it's all for nothing. No, no, I I definitely had to change my behavior in the way that I I dated because I wasn't. It was it was more for self gratification. It was yeah. it was filling a void and not necessarily looking for partnership. So like what that would was, that void have been though? Because okay, so uh, we the same age. Well, I mean, you turned thirty. You you know you yeah. turned before we do. So like, what would that void be? Uh, because you you had been married, so you had companionship, long time companionship because right. y'all was together before that, right? So you had been married, so you experienced married life. You experience single life. When I say single, I mean dating around, yeah. and I'm sure you done been in long term relationships. So, like, what was what did you figure out? What the void was? 
I'm still. I'll be honest, man. I'm still. It's still a work in progress. Yeah, I only ask that. I don't. I don't think I have a. Def- like I, my therapist has definitely given me some theories, and I want to. I've asked him to come on the come on the podcast and like kind of talk. Um, like I wouldn't mind having a therapy session in front of the world. I want to do that, and I'm I'm gonna do that when we do that uh the, in March. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do that in March. Uh, my first therapy session is gonna be live on on the pod. Yeah, no, I asked that though because like before I got married, so I got married when I was 25 and shit. You know what I mean? And like before that, I just was the same thing, like just doing some self reflecting. Like, damn, I done had some good women. Like, I I done fucked a lot of shit up. You yeah. know what I mean? So then I was like, yo, like it's not even a real reason I'm doing that. Like I grew up, like I said, like. The, the person who I was with on a daily basis who, like, like guided me was five years older than me. You know what I mean? So I never seen him have a real relationship. So when it was time, that like I said, that house was like that from Thursday to Sunday. Like, it's like, yo, because this is what niggas do. You feel me? And but I, see, on the, on the flip side of that, like, my parents have been, you know, together since college. I right. saw a loving you know, marriage in a relationship my entire life. My parents were together until they, they passed away. So, yeah. like, that's all I knew. But, like, on the flip side of my shit, like, nigga, I was on some other shit. So, like, I think about that all the time, too, man. And I, Like, I, think, I had the example there in my house. Yeah, yeah. I think about, like, well, shit, why, why, why my relationships ain't work out? Because regardless of who in, ended the relationships, I still technically always ended the relationship. And we, you took part in them. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And I think that that's the uh thing like with with adults like they don't want to uh acknowledge that they took part in that relationship. No, every relationship that I had, I ended and it whether it be directly or indirectly, either I didn't do the work right. or I didn't match your energy or you know or or at the at the time like you might have met you might have been on it it's too late. Sometimes it is just too late. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Like I've, I've even the the relationships Like the, I'm ready now. The one two three relationships like serious ones i've been in like it was me not because i straight up though not because like i cheated or some shit like that but like when i was emotionally not there like i understand why the shit fell apart so like when you say you wasn't emotionally there is it like they wanted a certain level of emotion out of you and just didn't understand like this is jason he doesn't give that type of emotion because for a long time like that's just what it was i just wasn't uh, emotional like i want to touch on this after you finish jay like so my second relationship which is a quote-unquote real the first one was started in high school and then ended years afterwards but since it started in high school it was still real it was like five six years but anyway damn you had a five years it wasn't so this was like starting in high school and still was together like five years like so three years four years after high school yeah yeah that's different um so like my second one like we were just we had different ideas perfect one wonderful woman right yeah. like literally on paper in real life like you everything is great yeah um go make somebody happy yeah but like we had different ideas of the quality time that we would spend together like i was cool with just like like you'll come over here and you on your laptop and you don't say nothing to me this not this is not quality time you know what i'm saying you're ignoring me i wanted a hand like i just want you in a room like you Around don't, me, yeah. you don't got to talk. You ain't got, you know what I'm saying? Like we had different views and I was stubborn because this is, you know, I'm rapping, I'm doing music, I'm doing all this stuff. I want, I want to be out and about. I'm under 25, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you want for me not to do that. 
So I'm always out and about. And when I look back, I'm like, yo, this is kind of messed up because I'm always out. I'm always I'm in party and I'm doing this. I'm in late night studio like the, 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 the prototypical. I can't come through like that was me. Yeah. But it wasn't because I was like intentionally trying to hurt you. Like I was just at a different place in my life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I was emotionally unavailable. Yeah. Because then like. Other things start looking really attractive. Like, well, shit, nigga, all the hoes over. I'm about to stay. Yeah. And then it's like, no, I'm not cheating, but I didn't come home because there's a whole bunch of girls over here. Yeah. I, yeah. Then, I didn't necessarily sleep with somebody. Yeah. But I definitely stayed because it was popping. I'm over entertaining there. shit that I shouldn't entertain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and I know what that caused. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I do love you. So the conversations that we have are like valid, but like, yo, I, I know it was my fault that that ended. You know right. what I'm saying? Like because I forced, if I would, if I would even if I it was just one night I would have came home, it would have been showing that I cared. Uh, yeah. Well, you it would to you it would have showed I care because I'm not saying I don't care. Yeah, and you know what though, and a key thing that you mentioned it was uh like that's when you was rapping and you trying to build something, and uh, the more I grow, the more I think that like uh, the pursuit of making it in entertainment take so many people away from you that love you and got your better intentions in yeah. mind and they, they don't they don't understand the tunnel vision that you have in they, order to get where you, you need to go gotta have like yeah. they like and this is crazy because like they watch people on tv and they see people and like people music and they don't understand like no like his girl felt that way like if this nigga on tv or if this a nigga in texas that we heard about but it's because like, they was I'm listening, I'm listening to some old Kanye. I probably missed the Randy. I'm going to marry your daughter. Yeah. No, he didn't. You're right, lying ass nigga. Like the, the the girl he thought he was like, no, I can't deal with this shit. Like you know, you know a better song that I think Lupe Hip Hop You Saved Me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it literally goes through the like she she gave you your car. Like she she was a part of the sacrifice. But like when you talk about, you know, I had a relationship like during the podcast, I was with a young lady that uh you know, we was in a relationship together. And when I think about what ended the relationship, it was nothing that she did. Like she was very considerate. I always have a joke. Like you can't be my girlfriend until you bail me out of jail. <laughs> she, she definitely bailed the nigga out of jail. She bailed me out of jail too. Yeah. She definitely bailed me not out of her, but not, yeah. not the same, but you know, the same thing. She definitely bailed me out of jail and the relationship just ended because of an inconsiderate act on my behalf. Like she, she would do a lot of traveling. Would be, at, she would go out of the country just like on a whim because she was, you know, didn't have any kids. Yeah, just had a couple dogs at the house, and I mean, I had a key to her place, so like I could go in and out, let the dogs out, shit like that. And she had left these packages in her truck. She was gonna be, she was out of the country for two weeks. She was like, "Can you just put this stuff in the house in the basement? By the time I make it back." I'm moving, living life. Somebody broke in and stole the package? No, nobody broke in and stole First of all, if a motherfucker got to say, by the time I make it back, she and they go for two weeks. <laughs> she knows she you. Knew, she, she knew what type you. of nigga yeah, yeah, she, 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 she was working with. What happened so, to the packages, Dak? Nigga, she, so, so say she came back on a Saturday. Friday night, I went up over there. I was like, man, these too many motherfucking packages for me to bring in tonight. And I just uh, never did. I just never did it. Yeah. So when she came back and seen, like, look. <laughs> straw. <laughs> like... But, hey, well, hold on, man. How big was the packages? So she you said it was like too many for you to take in. She she had like a work van, so like, yeah. so like it was like the van was full of the shit. So basically, basically, if I would have did it the first day, I would have. If, if I would have just it. done, 
I was over there like literally every day taking the dogs out. If I'd have just grabbed three packages today, three packages tomorrow, like in two weeks, the shit would have been done. Yeah. So it was just obvious that like I was just being inconsiderate. And I was like, you know, fuck that. I'm not bringing these packages in. Yeah. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So like, okay, so you. My first that. relationship wasn't my fault. I just thought about that shit. <laughs> yeah, just sit back and think yeah. about it. But when you just sat there and you told us that story of your inconsideration, like, is this the issue that come up in all of your relationships that you care about? Because, nah, I mean, man, some I mean, of these women just ain't meant to be with you more than. Oh, no, 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 you know no, no. And that's that's some of the case. And then like, nigga, I'm a, I be hoeing. I be hoeing. I like. I like. So you like pleasing yourself? Yes, I like fucking several different women if I can. So that's self gratification, and that self gratification has led to the demise of great relationships that I've been in. Like I've, you know, I can think of back at least three or four women that could have been like the one. You know what I'm saying? Like they they have all gone on to be like incredible women for the next nigga. But like, had I just moved a little bit, had I not lied, had I not have been, you know, deceptive about my moves, had yeah, I been trans, way. yeah, had I been transparent about who I really was and what I really wanted, like. So that's what I had to come to. Uh, I'm not even going to say that. I had That's what I had to realize about myself. And then so my self-gratification just shifted to it's like to being with just my wife. You feel what I'm saying? Because like I said, I, we got married young. And I wasn't always the best husband. Right. You feel what I'm saying? But then, like, when I sat back and thought about it and I was like, if I'm that nigga and everything else that I do, then I'm going to be that nigga being married. Like, I'm I'm going to be the best husband. Bars. You feel what I'm saying? And I was like, w- once I started thinking like that and doing that. But I'm you like, had to get a, to a mature level to think that yeah, way. Yeah, but it was the same thing. Self-gratification. Like, I mean, like I just told you, you, you were looking at a nigga from Thursday to Sunday. It was on. So how do you just cut that off? You know, I had you to come for me. I had to come to a realization in my life and I, and I'll be honest, like I was in my thirties when I had to come like D you can't have them all. Like they, they be beautiful. Where do you think that come from? Man, it's the, cause like we had a conversation offline that wasn't even about you last week. But I was like, yo, at some point, niggas got to stop being controlled by sex. Man, it come from the from the things that we take in, like the music and the movies and the and the everything, man. Because if it's so you just said like three of these women, four of these women could have been the one. Right. So that means you could could be the one for them, but you don't want to be the one for nobody but yourself because right. you think you missing out on something because we all been there. Like you just said, like, no, I wasn't cheating, but. I'm gonna stay over here. These women over here, and it's been the same thing. For me, it was the hunger for more. It was always thinking I could have. Well, shit, I'll pull this one. I can definitely pull, you know, another one just as bad. But I, re, I, for me, I believe like my breaking point. Like I never forget. I dated this young lady. She caught me up in some bullshit, and like nigga, she pulled the strap on me, and in, like in your face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we was in the basement in her house. Oh, door locked. Out of here. Yeah, door locked, and she pulled the. Str- she's like, "You gonna stop fucking with me?" And like in that instant, I was like, "If she would, if she would have pulled the trigger, there'd been nothing I could do. Like that, that would have been it." So, I never told this out loud, only to my brother. Right? So, like one time, like I, I can say, like. I, me and this lady kind of like went together like but she just i feel like yeah i was together man listen, this no, listen to what i'm about to tell you i just feel like women don't ask the right 
questions. You feel me? She never asked me was I married. She asked me that I have a girlfriend. Technically, no. Right? So we built like a relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's some technicality <laughs> shit. She asked you the question. And you knew <laughs> no, I don't have a girlfriend. Because like, you got to keep in mind, my wife was never my girlfriend. So, no. Right? So, like. You uh, can play it how you want to play yeah, it. You yeah, know, you the, you know the bullshit it, right? answer that you gave. You yeah. lied to her, nigga. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, you lied to her. So, like. You were dishonest. I was dishonest. Come on, this this, this is about self reflection. No, I was dishonest. No, you know what I'm saying. So, but I was like, and nobody ever asked my married. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, we you could basically say like we went together, right? You know, unbeknownst to my wife, and unbeknownst to her that I had a wife. You feel what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, I'm really being a dirtbag. Like this lady, like love me, like key to the crib, like like her baby daddy one time. Would you stay in the night? I have before, you know what I'm okay. saying? So, like, her baby daddy ain't get her daughter nothing for her birthday and shit. And I just got her, like, got her something. Because I'm a real motherfucker. Like, I don't know your daughter, but I know I want something on my birthday. You, right. And just yeah. say it's from you, you know what I'm saying? Like, she don't have to know it's from me. And then one day, like, we just had this conversation. And she was like, hey, can you come outside and shit? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, here, I bought this, right? But, like, you the only person I can give it to because if I if I leave here with this, I'm probably gonna do myself. She just had bought like a Glock. It was re- it wasn't registered nothing, nigga. You feel what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, like I'm really impacting this lady. Like I can't do this because I would hate for her wait, to wait, have wait. left me. What you mean she'd do herself? She'd kill herself. You feel what I'm saying? So like I had no like as and then as I got to know her, I was kind of like, yo, this like she be depressed and shit. You know what I'm saying? She's like this, I done seen her so depressed. She, she bought a gun to kill herself and she gave it to you because she knew that you wouldn't give her back to her. So she she wouldn't yes, do nigga. It. And I was like, when did you get this? She like I just picked that shit up. Like you feel what I'm saying? Like I ain't been feeling right. So I took the strap. You feel what I'm saying? And it was like so new. You know how you got to buy a pistol, go register. It was yeah. Saturday, so yeah. you know ain't no records open. And I was like, damn. Dog, what if she would have went to the crib and didn't call me and I would have found that out like I would have kind of felt responsible for that because like a lot of this is what we going through is because I won't like just be with you outright like I'm not the move in with you type of person you feel what I'm saying and you give me a lot of access you feel what I'm saying and I'm like ah, I really I'm wrong because I'm not single for taking this access so I'm scaling back because I know like first of all like this is going to come to a hit because this is going to like yeah like this was the turning point in my life when I was like I'm doing the wrong shit and on top of that I'm married like I'm not that type of nigga like I don't have to be this type of nigga to my wife you feel what I'm saying because my wife been dying with me since day one you feel what, what I'm if saying? she she shoot you now your wife lost her husband. And that's and, what I was and, thinking. And like, never knew what and find out all this shit out. Now she can't even grieve properly because and she look, didn't find out you didn't live a whole nother life. And that's what I felt like. And this one I was working on the West Side. So this could have been like, you know, she. But it, a situation happened. Like, remember Eddie Curry, the basketball player? Yeah. Like he had a whole nother family and like yeah. niggas killed him. And his wife had no no clue. That he that had like did. a girl and kids yeah. somewhere else in Chicago. Yeah. Looking like a dirtbag. You feel Damn, what I'm saying? I forgot Eddie. That's dog sister Ryan Henry Yeah, yeah it's Ryan Henry's sister Yeah You feel what I'm saying But that was just some wild shit You never put that shit together Yeah Yeah, yeah. And But like his wife never knew And then his wife took care Never of put kid, that shit together dog. Dog. You feel what I'm saying Yeah So it's like You don't really want to be that nigga dog. Like, like well, that I don't want to be that nigga no, and, You feel what I'm saying And, and those And those are start, some of the thoughts That I started to have Like if You know I've had my health issues Like Nigga if I pass out over this bitch house like and she opened up my phone like nigga she opening up a world that she don't even know shit about 
Man, and I always used to think like, man, if I she used to live on the east side, and I'd be like, dog, if something happened to me over here, how the fuck I'm gonna explain this? <laughs> like, even just on the way to the crib, nigga, if I get into a car, I said, what are you doing over here? What what was you doing, nigga? I live I in Douglas. What am I doing? Over I wanted here? something <laughs> to eat, man. You, you brought up something, AJ, a couple minutes ago, man. You said um, the allure of success or the chase of fame or entertainment industry. It takes so many niggas outside of everything. It fuck niggas up in real life. Yeah. And I be th- I, I think about this shit all the time, man. It's like as far as back as I can remember, I always got something going. Yeah. You feel like nobody saying? told me at 19 years old to start Jay Johnson Entertainment. Like that wasn't even like a thing. But like I, I made up my mind, oh, I'm going to have me a company. Yeah. Oh, we going to have a radio show. We're going to have a fucking um, – uh, a, a, a rap album We gonna have a Like I'm gonna do Back in the day I'm gonna do pictures you, you, you make a good point Because I think that Hunger for more That I talk about It transcended on parts Of all parts in my life yeah. Like I wanted more Like I You know nigga I, I talk about it on the podcast Like I got in, involved Into a scheme And nigga I bought a half a million dollar house yeah. Not that my other house was, was bad Yeah that I lived in Was bad Like I saw that I could have it. I saw my boys having it. I said, I want one for myself because well, so I just, just want it. The main thing, right? You saw your boys having it. So, like, with this, even with that, like, when we talk about entertainment, like, we see these niggas having it. What what make these niggas doper than that? Ain't no nigga doper than me. Ain't no nigga doper than you, right? But I, and I would think that, but they wasn't doing it right. Yeah, and shit like that. Like, oh, they doing right. it and they flashy and they and they, they put niggas down. No, if I get on, I'm going to do it on some, some black power shit. I'm yeah, going to do it on some, yeah. some uplifting because we make. Yeah. But we all we all got somebody that grew up around us in our neighborhood or maybe not in our immediate circle, but who was tangible. And you saw that they did it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, nigga, me and you, we from DPS. It wouldn't be shit for me in the summertime to see Robert Trailer at fucking Northland. Yeah. That nigga ain't no different than me. He two years older than me. Yeah. He ain't no different than me. If he did it, I can do that shit too on, on in, a, in a different field. So that's the spirit of comparison. So that's why I don't do it no matter what. Like, I'm a twin and I don't even compare myself to my brother because we just. But it came with a people. certain level of maturity that you had to, that you found that out though. No, like, I always been like that because I feel like once. I focus on what you doing I'm losing focus of what I shit where I'm going you know what I'm saying like like of course man we we from what you would call low income right and we want more there's nothing wrong with that but not like look at the people in this room we all got more than what we grew up with right so we that's all, satisfying what's you so what I'm saying is like we above average way above average so if you look at the the median income house of men black white or otherwise in the country $45,000. Come on, dude. 47 for men. White, black, otherwise. Man, we, like, that's across the country. Like, we above, like, in real life, we really live a life of luxury. And you got to factor in, like, real assets, right? Like, real assets. Like, you got a home. That's an asset. So, right. so take, so even if you just at the 47, right? Now, you got more, to, like, because you're not renting. That's an asset. Right. Right. I own my car outright. So my car Same. went from being a liability to an asset because I own it. Right. Like all of that. Like what's 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 interesting is that like we literally live a life of luxury and don't appreciate it. We don't appreciate it. We don't think we have enough because of the way that we spend or the way that we use stuff. And because we compare it and because we want else. more, you know, you know, like the real maturity of all of that. And when you are really start to see it. 
is when you change your eating habits. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, okay, it, I go from knowing I can afford the finest foods to I really don't want to eat that because it, it don't even make my body feel right. What's you feel what I'm saying? Facts. What you said that is because the foods that I like, I like cheese. I'm addicted to cheese. Like we talk about this all the time. Like <laughs> it, I be and be part. I've been I've been saying it all. The nacho year. king right up over here. So I I haven't eaten meat this year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm like I'm going back to not eating meat. No eat no no animal flesh. But I didn't eat cheese every single day of this year. Yeah. And and I know it's a problem, but somehow every time I go to the fucking grocery store, I'll grab some fucking cheese. Yeah. Right. And that's it's it's legitimately something I'm struggling with. But the food that we eat, it impacts our mood and our emotions and our like it literally makes you feel a certain type of way. Like you could be depressed because you eat something every single day to add to your depression that you think is that you normal. love to eat. You yeah. know what I mean? And even on my end with doing this home dialysis, I have to eat a lot of protein just because of the cycles that I have to do at home to to cleanse, you know, to cleanse my body and yeah. like and 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 you make a good point. Like it's certain shit that I I love. Like you know, it's a parasites I, in your body who's craving it. Yeah, like literal craving worms yeah. and. Cra- but but I but I can yeah. I can tell the difference in my body when I haven't had any fresh fruits and vegetables. I can tell the difference in my body where I haven't. You know, I drink two protein shakes every day just because I have to have a certain level of protein on top of what everything that I eat throughout the day. I can tell if come three o'clock and I ain't had that second protein shake, like nigga, I I feel tremendously tired as opposed to, you know, the day before and I had my fruits and my protein shake and I feel all right. I've been been trying to master this discipline again um, because I was at a point where I could do it. So not every time, like, I like wings. I like chicken wings. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that used to be my kryptonite and I didn't have to fight it off, right? In my <laughs> that, brain, that sound crazy, but that's exact. Like it's really an inner fight to say, and I didn't. I'm not fight doing it. I'm like, dog. damn, because because every time you cheat, dog, you start over, dog. Like yeah. damn, I failed. Like nigga, I, I, and I, I think very highly of myself, right? Yeah. So every time I fight that shit off, it's cool. But then every time I eat some cheese, I be like, damn, you a hoe. Like, and cause like, like, why the fuck you why can't, can't you shake it? <laughs> why like, can't you stop? Yeah. So I know that, and, and my brain, cause like when I say there's parasites in your body, go go to YouTube. Like it's actual, and that's yeah. what's craving it. And when you stop, the bitches to die and get out you, and you you can flush them, right? But like that's what's craving it. And I'm like, bet the little the little the little barbecue chicken parasites have whooped their ass today. Yeah. But I feel like I be taking the L every time I go eat some fucking cheese and shit. So, yeah. um. I'm really going to try to buckle down and shit because like, that's the missing link. Like yeah. I done stopped the meat. Um, I, I'm, I'm drinking in my, uh, my, my veggies and my smoothies and shit like that, but I got to stop this fucking cheese. Dog, I or know at least exactly the amount. how you feel because it's the same thing. Like that cheese, a motherfucker dog for they real. Said it's more addictive it, than heroin. The heroin dog. So you, I always, so what I started doing, like I want to fuck with the smoothies heavier and shit. Right. And uh, I just got a dog ass blender, and I can't just look at it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and I and it, I work from home. I don't have no excuse. No excuse, bro. I got a dog ass blender. This bitch getting put to use every day. And then what I do is when I wake up in the morning, I start it off with water. You feel what I'm saying? That's what it's set good for the your tone. Metabolism. Right. That's what set the tone for the day. The first thing I do is drink a bottle of water. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's like if I don't set the tone, the tone go set me. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like. It's the same thing when it come back to my marriage. I'm like, yo, if I'm that nigga in everything else, yeah. and I'm that nigga in my marriage, then I'm gonna be that nigga and stop doing what 
I, I feel like I'm addicted to. I'm you real feel competitive. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't like to lose that shit. I think I'm, um, I can do a lot of shit well. I'm not the best at everything. And um, I just got to switch my thinking because this diet shit and like controlling my body, I think I could be better at it. Well, and you I, said it though, it's discipline. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't like, okay, you know what I mean? Right now, like I just told you my cousin passed away. Like that was health related. You feel what I'm saying? So like, so we from the town and I look at it like at least he didn't get killed. Right. So that's number right. one. At least he didn't get killed. But then I had to tell myself and me and my brother told ourselves, I'm not losing a battle with my life to something health related, bro. You feel I mean, what I'm saying? I'm, I'm stronger. Like I'm, you, I, I am a, I am yeah. a living example of that yeah, shit. Like, like, I, look, damn, I use you as an example. Like you, you stronger than whatever happening to you, right? And it's health related. So that's you. That's all you. Because if you, if somebody lose the battle to health, they lost the battle to themselves. Yeah. So it's something that you know you should have did that you didn't do. And I said, I can't go out like that. Like, I can't go to sleep, bro, and not wake up. I got kids out here. I got plans out still here. You got to start a family. Exactly. Like, I got homies out here who I fuck with. I fuck with y'all. I got, like, nigga, I be looking to see if this nigga at work online. I don't ever hit you up because you in a different place. I be there. Yeah, I'll so you feel there. what I'm saying, though? Like, we reach out. We send stupid shit or, or shit we interested in. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, niggas want that from me. I want that from my niggas. So but I'm not is, doing but, that but, shit. But that's 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 the biggest part of it. I had to, you know, condition myself differently and now I have to show discipline because for 37 and a half years, I did what the fuck I wanted. I ate what I wanted, I drank what I wanted, I smoked what I wanted. Shit, I, I lived the life that I wanted, and then one day that shit just smack caught up with me. It's like, okay, well, you keep doing what you want, and this is what it's gonna lead to. And I had to be self dis I have to be self disciplined every day. I fucking love White Castle. I love <laughs> I do. Too. Nigga, the, this, the, nigga, no, them sliders. Oh, this, yeah, okay. Nigga, them cheese sliders. Let me uh, let me get uh, number one with everything Look, on the, it. There was a girl like there's there was a girl I used to fuck with in a high school. High, a large high C orange. Ta- Tasha Mama lived off the boulevard, and there was a White Castle right there, nigga. I would stop and get a sack of ten cheese before I hit her house. I would eat the sack of ten cheese, and we watched the motherfucking Chris Rock show. And like, nigga, that was my Friday. Yeah. Oh, nigga, I got that sack back in the day. The Juro in uh, Greenfield, nigga, I got him a sack of twenty of them bitches, nigga. <laughs> I rode my bike to that bitch one time, nigga. Nigga, I, I eat, bicycle, I eat nigga. them bitches so fast, they don't even touch my teeth, nigga. You know how far uh, Gerald Evergreen is from Gerald and Greenfield yes. on the bicycle to get some White fucking... White <laughs> Be burning your lap. Like, them be onions back. be burning your fucking lap. Yeah, but that shit real, though. Like, you just got to show discipline. You feel what I'm saying? You gotta have. You definitely gotta have a motherfucker who gonna hold you accountable. Yeah, God. yeah, and that's and that's and that's a huge part of it because y'all my circle and like, you know, I what me and Jay talk directly or indirectly every single day. Like I know people. I know I got people on my my homegirl Chris. Uh, you know my kids' mothers. Like they checking in on me daily. Like what did you eat today? What yeah. did you eat dinner? Did you eat lunch? What did you eat? You know, my homegirl, Steph, she check in on me every day because Steph know I don't really fuck with vegetables. Like, no, like <laughs> that that's... That is a wild ass statement. And my nigga, it's, I don't, too, I don't it's, like, it's too late in the game. Like, that's 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 not... It can't be something that you said. And you, right. And, and I said No, I, I do now. I do now. I, I, I tweeted this. I had a conversation with a young lady earlier in this week, and then I tweeted it. But, like, like you can't say negative things about yourself or to yourself, um, like, period. Because 
You done told all seven million billion cells in your body that that's what it's gonna be. Yeah. And I've, I, 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 I don't never say that shit out loud, but I say that shit to myself sometimes. Oh, and that go faster because you, you know what I'm saying. It. But that's why I say this is the best day of my life, dog. You feel what I'm saying? And if I if I say that and you say that and we say that, the first thing we wake up this is the best day of my life. It, bro, it's hard to have a bad day. You feel what I'm saying? Facts. Like while while we been uh, quarantined and shit, you feel what I'm saying? On the real. I probably lost 10 people and then seven of them recently. But I say, hey, this is the best day of my life. You feel what I'm saying? Hey, I, I love you. I'm going to miss you. You feel what I'm saying? I'm going to shed some tears for you. But then I'm going to go back to having the best day of my life. Because yeah. that's the only way you knew. That's the only way you remember me. So I'm doing you a disservice if I ain't me. And I'm having the best day of my life, dog. I got to in order for you to stay around. Yeah. I, I got to. You got to live through me. I yeah. got to. I got I to laugh. You. I got to. You feel what I'm saying? Hey, it's the best day of my life. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I'm not, I'm not going to let this, uh, this shit defeat me, dog. I can't. You know what I'm saying? My dad had a heart attack when he was like, I was 20. So my dad was like forty two. Yeah, which See, is that's, not, that's, that's not old. Like nah. we, like we, like I just was saying that to my wife. Like, yo, thirty eight don't seem so old. Back nigga, in the my day. dad was like forty two. Don't drink, don't smoke. Nigga used to fuck them ha- them spam sandwiches up. Though. <laughs> <laughs> like it was really just food. Yeah, but dad, my dad ain't never been a big guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? A, a, a relatively slim dude his whole fucking life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like that shit clog up clog your fucking your arteries up, yeah. and shit. You know what I'm saying? My mom struggled with high blood pressure. Um, had strokes You know what I'm saying Like so this health shit Is like Immediately In my shit So I like I can't I mean a couple of years Facebook is a killer Yeah Cause the niggas be like Yo five years ago All these pictures While I'm in the gym and shit Like nigga Ripped up and shit I'm like <laughs> fuck uh, <laughs> Like Fuck around with these raggedy bitches and fuck around and fucked up my gym schedule and shit. But I'm going to get back home. Your like, fuck no. schedule fucked up your gym schedule. No, in real life, it's one particular woman that we started, We when we started dating, like I stopped going to the gym every day. Like you took my free time that I was, that I was hang, I would go, like it went to you and, and you fucked my life up, God damn it. But <laughs> Say her name. Say her name, Jason. Uh, but listen, though, uh, I can't let that shit beat me, dog. I feel like a failure every time... Um, Every time I do something that I know I shouldn't be doing, yeah. and like I'm the one looking, like I ain't about because that's the your reputation is what niggas think about you. Your character is what you know about yourself. Yeah. And I, I, you know what? You what ever I, seen that movie with Denzel when he fly the plane? I forget what it's called. Flight, yeah. flight. So remember, like this scene when uh he went into the other hotel room and they just focused right on the the drink cabinet and he walked away. But then you seen his hand come back and grab that shit. That's how I feel every time I do something like, damn, I just defeated you know, myself. I, 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 always, I always look at it like this, man. I come on this podcast week in and week out and share the shit that I'm going through. People that I don't even know personally, yeah. just strangers in my DMs every week will reach it like, dog, I'm praying for you. I'm pulling for you. And just to think like on the flip side, like if I give up, you know, it's somebody out there that don't even know me that got on their knees last night this morning and prayed and prayed for me and like if i do something stupid and fucked up like i i made i made a fool out of what you petitioned the lord for yeah so like like that's that's a lot of times my motivating factor like it's people out here right now that i'll never meet they just listen to the sound of my voice week in and week out and this is the connection that they have but you know they went to whatever they believed in and called my name and then i sit at home like you know what 
I want a 22 ounce steak. I want some orange juice. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to take my medicine today. Man, you really just got to make, when it comes to change your eating habits, bro, you just really got to make it all not. You just, like, it's disgusting, right? You feel what I'm saying? Like, when I stopped eating pork, I stopped eating pork, cold turkey, and I haven't Likewise. even picked some up. And you know what it was, dog? I was eating a pork chop. I remember it, right? I was eating a fried pork chop, and then I just looked like, Yo, this shit is disgusting, man. Like, what am I doing? Like, it ain't even it. Like, this is disgusting. Like, I don't like the way it's. My smelled. last time I ate pork is on Instagram years ago. Yeah. So fire ass, fire ass bacon. <laughs> yeah. But I remember, like, literally, that was the last time I ate, and I love bacon. Yeah, yeah. Bacon is fucking fire. Yeah, turkey it's, bacon. It's always gonna be fire. Yeah, I but I, I don't enjoy turkey bacon. I can't. But. Uh, I can't. I can't fuck with it though. But um, so because I went to Inception. And I got me feeling good about my mental health, right? Um, and getting your mental health together is more. There's another way versus talk therapy. Yeah. You, you can go directly to that. And with the um, um, the brain training and that float therapy, it's like it's a it's a hack to get to your Zen mode. So if somebody was sitting there meditating, trying to get at peace, and that float therapy thing, because you don't have, it's like a sensory deprivation. You know what I'm saying? There's, you can get to that, that moment. Perfect. So the last I, time you probably felt like that, uh, subconsciously is when you was in your mother's stomach. Possibly. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the only thing I can relate it to. Like, or like I was thinking about this when I was in there. Right. The only thing I can, I can compare this shit to is like, cause I swim, um, is when like you, you go down in the bottom of the pool and hold your breath and literally just, just be floating and shit. Yeah. You can you can stay underwater and floating and there's nothing touching you and you floating. Now you only can do that shit about forty five yeah. seconds. You know what I'm saying? But what it got me thinking is like I'm focusing on my mental and trying to get that stronger. Why would I put that shit in a horrible body? That's what it, it is. It look good on the outside, but I know ain't good on the inside if I keep eating some shit that I know for a fact is poison. Man, listen, I just grabbed the pizza. And my cousin was like, man, I don't, because, you know, I, I don't fuck with no high and ready. You know what I'm saying? I went to Pizza Populous. I'm a $30 pizza type of nigga. You feel what I'm saying? Bougie-ass nigga. You feel me? But it's worth it. Yeah, $30 pizza-ass nigga. You feel me? And I was like, he was like, why you get that? I said, because I know I'm realigning myself. And I just had to get that out of my system because I know that would have fucked me up. Yo. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I know this would have. I don't want this to happen three months in. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm doing that shit tonight. Oh, man. And then I'm done with it. Because my willpower is strong. You feel what I'm saying? Everybody's willpower is strong. They just had breakdowns. My breakdown is before I start because I know where I'm going. You feel what I'm saying? I had a breakdown with this dialysis shit, and I'll never forget, like, you know, Jay Verge. Like, I don't know. Like, I said to myself, I saw how I was beating my body up. I said, I don't want to do this shit no more. And I just accepted what was going to happen in that day. Like we all talk, but like verge hit me up out the blue. Cheyenne hit me up out the blue. Judy, Jay, like just throughout the course of the day, everybody that's like in my circle kind of hit me up out the blue. And, and like, you know, I, you know, I talk about like the rap shit, like I'm really working on, you know, so grateful the project. And like, I wrote some shit like, you know, nigga, I do this for Skylar Carter, Aiden, Amari and Amaya. Than my five babies, cause all my babies know is they daddy is a rider. Like they don't know shit else. Yeah. You know they they didn't seen they didn't see me get arrested. They didn't see me fight. They didn't see me do all type of wild and crazy shit. But they know 
you know, like when it's my days to see them, like ain't no excuses. Yeah. Like if I tell you I'm gonna be there Saturday at three o'clock, set your watch. Like be be waiting outside because daddy on the way. And that's all I could think of. Like, you know, fuck what I'm going through because my shit is selfish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I have my good days, I have my bad days, but I got five faces that don't know shit except me and depend on me for their world. So basically what you're telling me is they seen you fight, they seen you go to jail, well, I get arrested. No, right? yeah, they seeing you argue and shit. Just let them see you live, my nigga. You feel what I'm saying? And that's that's the best gift you ever go give them. You I, feel I, like? But that's what I'm saying though, like No, no, and, and there's certain things that like, you know, my kids only really like my my ki- even my older kids aren't old enough to really like my 17-year-old and my 15-year-old can probably kind of remember me with their mother. Yeah. But for the most part, my kids just know me as a bachelor, just as dad dating and having different. Like, I want them to see dad get married. I want them to see me have a a healthy, happy relationship yeah. come from me. Like, they they deserve to see those things. Well, so we had this conversation. Um, We recorded it, but it's off mic. Like, that's a choice. Remember we talk, we, we talk about love as a choice? It is. And not a feeling? Like no, nigga, it's a it's a love it's a, is an adjective. You have to choose to do it every day, day in and day out. And I'm gonna say it right here, right now, nigga. The Bay reveal coming soon. Boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna crack hey, they I'm just gonna crack look, their heads. When yeah. I'm in the house, man, it's the home of exclusives. That's a connected experience. Yeah, yeah I'm just I'm just exclusive. I'm just gonna crack I'm just yeah. gonna crack their heads and like y'all just gonna look up. And it's gonna be what it is. Yo, so and don't and don't say shit to her. Yo, this is the home of exclusive. <laughs> don't say shit to her. This is the home of exclusive and shit. Yo, cause you just shared a story that you didn't share with nowhere else. Yeah. Uh I'm about to drop your story that you shared what three years ago. I'm about to drop yeah. that shit. I'm dropping that shit Sunday, dog. Yeah. I'm dropping that shit Sunday. I I I cut a bunch of bump a bunch of them shits up like months ago. I just been bullshitting because like because you got so much on your plate, like that girl said. You feel I got a lot on my plate, and then I like. Since then, we're in a different. I got diff, we in a different studio. I got different cameras. Oh, different is this the shit that you didn't interview me for? Diff, I never finished it, nigga. I'm telling niggas I didn't finish. <laughs> no, no. It. My my question is a yes or no. Is this the thing that you did not interview me for? Did you get interviewed? Say it. No, I didn't. Because I didn't do it yet. Okay. You feel me? And I'm supposed to be your man's, your partner. So, you, so if you Jay and Dame, if you would have got interviewed first, it wouldn't have been better. You now you got more shit to to talk about. You know about. what I'm saying? I started off with niggas who I uh, and I was at third shift, so this all oh, this shit happened during the daytime. But like, I, I I got a little bit of that shit, and the plan was to keep going and keep doing it, but I fell off. I still got all the footage, and I, some half of me was like, I'm not putting this shit out because I wanted to. I wanted to sound better. I wanted to look better. I want to do all this shit because I didn't bought like my equipment. Didn't oh, change is, is it that, that one crazy story that? Yeah. Okay. Um, that, ain't, that ain't, that ain't crazy. That's my no. life. That's what I mean. <laughs> what's that's so funny. Life. You're right. You're nigga, right. That was, I, when you was telling the story today, nigga, that's almost verbatim what happened with the other one. Yeah. You had a situation in front of you and you look like, oh damn, I can't do this no more. Because yeah. deep down inside, not even deep down, like you a good person. Yeah. And you was doing things that's outside of your. Outside of my character. Yeah, outside because, of your character. Yeah. And you like, no, nah, that's not really me. Yeah. Not, or at least, or it's not me no more. Right. This, that, that, yeah. This really never who I. Intended I, to be. Yeah. Yeah, I never intend to be. <laughs> and so, like how you were saying about character and shit, right? Uh, so, 
when I when I was at when I had that realization, it, it all boiled down to this. Like my name is a hundred percent go in the street, right? Like I ain't never did no jank shit to nobody, right? But my shit was motherfucking double wood at the crib. Cause if 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 this shit would have continued, I fucking around might have a baby outside of my marriage or some shit. And I could yeah. never be that nigga. You feel what I'm saying? So how my shit gonna be gold in the street and wood at the crib? No, my shit gotta be platinum at the crib and it's still gold in the street, but it's yeah. at the crib. If my wife couldn't say shit good about me, if she found this shit out, and she found this shit out, and it was crazy, and I, I had to really, it's, it's like falling off in the street. I had to crawl back, nigga. You feel what I'm saying? I ain't even crawl back. I was like, oh my belly, trying to, trying to crawl back, but I just knew like I, that ain't I for, who I, I forgot be. what pastor I heard said that you lose trust in buckets, but you earn it back in raindrops. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But my buckets full as fuck now. You feel what I'm saying? But that, like I said, I had to, like you said, like I just had to. Really Realize, like, yo, this just ain't the path I want to go down. But I, but I feel you when you say that, because, like, you know, I, I joke about the damn going wild shit, but, like, I've been wild, like, a long-ass time. Like, that's just been, I've always chose, if you could have gone the safe route or the wild route, I'm taking the left. Like, yeah. I always wanted the the action and excitement. And for a while, I didn't give a fuck about it. But, like, I never forget, like, my son, my oldest son, you know, it was a young lady that he was interested in. He's in high school. You know, he dating and, you know, moving around, living his life. And when I met the girl, her mother was there with her. I used to deal with her mother back in the day. And when she saw me, she immediately grabbed her daughter. She's like, uh-uh, not that one. And it's not because of what my son did. Yeah. It's because of her experience and her knowing me. And I was like, nigga, do I have to be? Like, I don't want to be a 60-year-old wild-ass nigga. Like, I want to be... <laughs> You also cool and calm. Y'all kind of you touched on it earlier, like your your, your kids and seeing you do a bunch of stuff, man. I think they deserve to see you in a normal, functional, happy relationship and not wilding out because they didn't seem the wild. My but. my daughter always says, like when she meets somebody from my past or somebody I went to high school with or grew up in the streets with, she's like everybody that I always meet is like your dad has been crazy. For a long, and like these are people that have known me since like ninth, tenth grade, yeah. and she she was and my, like my daughter, she got a real fly ass mouth, but she <laughs> she she made a good correlation. She asked me one day, like when we was driving, she's like, "When you gonna grow up?" Yeah, and I'm and I, in my mind, like I'm grown as fuck. Like I got five of y'all, I take care of y'all. Yeah, you grown as fuck. But like you she, but older, she was, but older. she was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but she, she was are, right. Like know, that's what she said. Like when it, like when do we gotta you, put this shit to bed? Right, but and then look, like it's it's people. Like when I be putting shit in perspective, I be like, "Yo, it's it's niggas who been in less less wars than I have, who ain't here no more. Hit less women than I have. They got the V. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like I don't be wanting to put my shit on the line, dog. Like I ain't putting my life on the line for nothing like that no more. Like at, at one point it was cool, but it's just not cool one of, in retrospect. One of my OG homies. I like he got shot up like 12 times you know like was fucked up and I remember when he got out the hospital like you know I'm expecting some of the same energy that got him to that situation like this was a nigga that I knew then had a pistol since like we was in eighth grade he used to run with a he used to have a gun I'm talking different yeah. walking different. <laughs> he had he had a he had a gun when we was like going into sixth grade 
And I remember I seen that nigga. He was, and he told me some real shit that I, it didn't connect with me at that time. He was like, nigga, ain't no old cowboys. He's like, niggas, he's like, them niggas die in the field. Yeah. Like they die in wars. He's like, nigga, I want to be, a, he said, I want, I want to live to tell the tale. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, but I'm thinking in my mind, like all the battles I know that he didn't fought out in these streets. Hey, no, we got, yo, TV and movies it fucked, fucked us up, up dog. dog. I'm telling you, it dog. really did. It, it fucked, fucked us up, up man. It really fucked us up. Come on, man, niggas is niggas is right now still to this day like preparing because they want to go to the penitentiary, dog. I'm they want to go, like they want to be the nigga in jail. Look, let me tell you something. Like when when this nigga was in 12th grade, I was probably in 10th grade. I remember I went to his senior mixer that year and he was heavy off into rap shit before I was heavy off into rap shit. He used to go to the hip hop shop, nigga, all all my babies, Maurice Malone, who used to run the hip hop shop, had bulletproof hip hop shop vest. He gave us the vest and he wore, we wore that shit to his senior mixer. I'm in, I'm 15 at the time. I come in the house in a bulletproof vest. My mom was like, what the fuck are you doing? Y'all just... <laughs> that's wild. It, it is. Um, but like that's the image I always had of him. Like, like if I was wild, like this nigga showed me the way. And like after he got shot, I'm like, nigga, like in my mind, like, nigga, you not gonna avenge, you not gonna avenge this shit. You know the niggas that shot you. He was like, nigga, I was fighting for my life for like four months in the hospital. I got a scar. He got a scar from his shoulder blade down to his navel. He's like, I fought it. I fought it. And that's the, the end. The, the, the 12th round. Nigga, the fight's over. Yeah. Nigga, I'm going home. Yeah. I was like, but you know them niggas that shot you. And he was like, God are going to get them. Yeah, He's like, I'm, I'm yeah, comfortable with what it is. Yeah, like, yeah. I just seen an article playing. about the nigga who owned the hip-hop shop. Apparently, he had shot a nigga outside of that bitch. And, um... That was coming at him with like a oh you talking about not too long ago yeah, yeah yeah that shit was on the news yeah I mean but but this week like I guess he beat the case and they still got him in prison though like they found him guilty and I guess the judge said some shit like um I guess the the judge said like the verdict don't match or some somehow the the nigga's still in prison after he beat the case that's fucking nuts like he been in there for two years. On some self defense shit, according to him. Now his, the other family say something different, but like, yo, twelve jurors went and deliberated and was like, twice, they tried him. So at first they tried him on a murder, and then they tried him on like on a felony firearm, and he beat both of them bitches, and he's still in jail. That's nuts, man. That's why I don't never get caught. In the I just seen that shit on Crime in and Indeed. This when when you said hip hop shop, I'm like he the, he the one that owned the hip hop shop, which is why it's not there no more. Nigga gave us bulletproof vests. I wore a fucking bulletproof vest and guest jeans to my nigga senior mixer. So why you be the case twice and they still won't let you out? Cause once you in the belly, nigga, you got the belly got to throw you up. You can't claw your way out. You know, I always say that, like, nigga, when I when I really started getting into trouble, like in my late twenties, early thirties, like niggas be like, well, dog, just don't do. Like, nigga, once you get into the system and your name start floating around, don't say like, nothing negative about yourself. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not going to jail ever again. But like. When when you in there, it's it's hard to get out of that turn. Style. That's why when you get out, you got to stay as far away as possible. Like that's why I'm, I just don't operate on the other side of the law, bro. So they is is no reason that I'm about to pay no court costs, no lawyers, no fines, Look, no my nigga, probation. I, I drive slow and I will arrive late. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not driving fast. I'm not speeding. I, all my paper, well, most of my paperwork is straight. <laughs> but like nigga, I will I will get there when I get there. What you think the allure? Because sometimes niggas be doing petty crimes that it's not worth it. 
because they don't really know no better, man. Like, like, okay, so even if, okay, so like we was listening to that, uh, them trials, right? And the one yeah. that happened in the D, and he said, well, I made the same amount of money, yes. it was just faster. So he said he's put, working at Old Navy yeah, or some shit. So you putting your life on the line for less than minimum wage. I mean, for minimum wage. Like, just go to work, get the check. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you selling crack, my nigga. So you not only putting yourself on at risk. On an Old Navy wage. Right, on an Old Navy wage. Because, like, I don't know if people know this. Like, I will hope that they know this. It's only, it's only a few at the top. So everybody else is we we fighting for scraps. They, 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 you you on the streets. You a runner. You yeah. you a grunt worker. You so, a soldier. It's like this. Like okay, I give you fifteen hundred dollars worth of dope, and then you make three thousand. You make twenty eight hundred dollars off of it. It looks like you have twenty eight hundred dollars in your hand. You got to pay the plug back to real. Go. Like it's not that much money. Yeah, and then you take okay, you made fifteen hundred dollars, and then it took you two weeks to do it. Fam, nigga, that's less than fifteen dollars an hour. That's what I'm saying, and, and it's just and and then you also putting yourself at risk for niggas trying to rob you, the they police, because they don't lawyer fees. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying, and it's just like once you do the data analysis and you see the operating cost of this shit, it's like, yo, man, it ain't worth it. Like, if you got a nigga watching watching your back on the corner, you gotta pay him. I, man, I had two really close calls, right? Uh, that could have just turned out bad. So the. Uh, the first one was I, I used to didn't have a license. My license was suspended. Like we used to share a license and everything. So like when my license got suspended, he didn't even have a license. Right. So I used to, uh, one of my older partners and shit, I used to fuck with him. So I used to drive. You feel what I'm saying? Like I done been every, in every situation, but I never got fronted cause I always had a job to buy my own. You feel what I'm saying? Right. But shit, if I could drive cause I got a license, I'm a, I'm a do that shit. You feel what I'm saying? Cause I'm charging by what's in the ride. It don't matter. I take it. I don't care. And we got stopped one time. So my man, he used to be a track star. You feel me? So he like, dog, I ain't got my registration. So I'm like, Damn, man, like, like, come on, man. You know what we doing. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we ain't, nigga, we ain't delivering steaks, man. Get right. So he like, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> this was a spirit above a player. I'm a grab this shit. I'm a run through the snow. I'm a throw it. You take off, right? When they catch you, you know, we, we'll come get you. So then the police just said, yo, let me, let me just check the ride. It's on me. I'm the driver. No, fuck it. I'll take the ticket and shit. Cause his windows was super tinted. So that's a close call though. Like that could have went left. I'm like, whew. So the next close call, that same nigga, right? So it's a nigga. He bad luck. No, listen to what I'm about to tell you, right? So I just always, like, this my nigga because he grew up with my uh, nigga. He not my nigga at all. He my my older homie nigga, and I'm just a nigga who I'm fearless, right? And then I get my own plug. Like, now nah, I got a real plug. So now nah, I'm working with a real plug. And because, you know, these niggas are trying to bird feed you. You know, they see you really coming up and shit. You feel me? So that's why I don't subscribe to the big homie shit. Yeah. So now. Because the big homie will hold you the fuck down. Hold you down. So now it's like, okay, I fuck with the real plug. Like, we got our own money. We building up and shit. We fuck around and go to the county. We we got caught up. We go to the county. So now while we in the county, they getting the bill together. You feel what I'm saying? So this the price of loyalty because when I get out, he really opened the door. But this what happened. Now, I told you I'm I'm usually the driver, right? So this what happened when I'm in the county jail. Somebody else go, and they make it back. It was some omens though. Like you you see all of this shit coming. The that okay that time I told you we got stopped. When, by the time we get back and shit where we was going, somebody kicked in the door where we just had left and shot a nigga. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Right? So then I go to we go to the county. So I I'm not even available to drive. So somebody else go. 
Man, when they go back to this nigga crib, it's some niggas. Matter of fact, over there kind of in y'all neighborhood, so you know, kind of over there on Warren and Joy Road, some of them houses, you can be, I can be in your driveway because you, your garage is in the back. I got to pull in yeah, the back, yeah, yeah. right? So the nigga pulling this driveway, he not he must don't be paying attention. Somebody back out his driveway. When somebody back out his driveway, somebody swoop in his driveway. They got him pinned in. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So long story short, his 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 wife uncle get murdered. That's who was driving, right? I would have been driving because that's my role. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? So I'm like, I this I don't have to do this no more. I don't want to do this no more. And I just seen three things that if I didn't pay attention to, like I'm gonna be dead or in the penitentiary. And I just never seen that for my life at that time. So I was like, the county jail saved my life. But what I did to get in the county jail just wasn't, it's not worth it to right. me. You feel what I'm saying? And people don't even pay attention to shit like that. A nigga say, that's just the game. That's just the game. Well, guess what, bro? I don't want to play no more. Right. I'm a coach. <laughs> I check myself out. You feel what I'm saying? And I just say, I ain't even operating on the other side of the law, man. Let, let me just be a playmaker. Let me just coach you. <laughs> yeah. And then here we are. You feel what I'm saying? Hey, man, the game always over. Yeah. I don't want to play. Yeah. I'm I don't want to play no more. I, right. Like, I didn't have to get shot. I seen too many niggas getting shot. And then that shit just was foul. Like, I was like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, me and my brother was like, wow, like, you would have you would have been gone, bro, because you the driver. You feel what I'm saying? And I can't run fast. You feel, you <laughs> right, feel what I'm I saying? Feel like, I can't. It's nothing. Like, it's nothing. Like, I done ran. I, I ran that same scenario over so many times. Like, if I wasn't in the county jail, nigga, I would have been there. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm tight, dog. You feel what I'm saying? Like, uh, that, you feel what I'm saying? Cause that white different than that green. Like niggas are cute over that green too, but that that white, they coming for you. Cause that's that's gold anywhere. So it's like I'm happy I didn't have to experience that. Like, like that, that white bitch got me rich like Kevin Federline. Yeah, you see how he ended up, how she ended up. Yeah, 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 man. Um, at the end of the day, uh, go to Inception. Cause uh, at the beginning of the day, um, cause that shit is worth it. That shit is worth it, and uh, all that trauma. Just get your that, mental health together. All that trauma that we that we we put ourselves and all that stress, it has a real life physical impact on your body that has to be relieved. That you that some of that shit cannot be relieved through talking. If you've lived thirty plus years in Detroit, you have PTSD. Go get you some help. Talk to somebody. There's like no in shame life, in it. it. It can't be relieved through talking. That's why when people get massages, they be like, "Why are you so tense here?" All that shit gotta be. And then add all of that on top of you had a job you hate. Yeah. You dating a motherfucker you don't want to be with. Because the stress is constant. Yeah. So I wanted to go through the first one. I'm going to go back um, and do the section circuit, which is the infrared sauna, um, salt therapy, and then the lymphatic suit. Okay, I did the lymphatic suit, and when I went, they didn't have a salt therapy. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and then after that, I got to go get grounded. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna start buying them, 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 the grounded products and shit. Um, cause I just need to be at a at a zen state essentially all the time. And man, when you like that too, bro, you would like you attract everything that you got coming to you, dog. You feel what I'm saying? And we already live a great life, so just think the law of attraction is felt, so real. Uh, so if y'all want to know what I'm talking about, I'm gonna have a a a video into the show descriptions. But if you want to. And you know David is explaining that, but he don't go into like this grounding and shit. I'm talking about uh, go to TCE Pod on your podcast app. I think if you just type in TCE Pod and Exception, 
both of the episodes come up. Yeah. Um, and if you're not listening to the TC podcast, what the fuck is you doing? The connected experience. <laughs> They're my brothers. Yeah, what the man. fuck is you doing? Yeah. Um, are we are we doing the Who's Man's? Or are we doing the other one? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do the other one because we recorded. I'm just gonna insert it in. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> yo, uh, <laughs> y'all know I'm a I'm a fan of Doctor Umar, dog. Love Dr. Umar. He's uh, on our bucket list to interview. Yeah, I'm a fan of Dr. Umar, and y'all niggas made me mad this week. So I got a new segment uh, called Coon Check, and uh, I'm going to play that right now. The Coon Challenge? (laughs) Oh, Lord have mercy. Another coon. Damn coons. I got to do a coon analysis and a coon screening. It only takes a little bit of white brainwash to activate the coon chip in the average Negro. Yes, it is that time again. It's time for me to check you coons. And all the coonness behavior I've seen on my timeline this week. Now, if you follow me on social media, you probably know what this is going to be about. It's for you coons who's so fucking happy that that evil nigga George W. Bush Jr. is best friends with 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 Michelle because he gave her some candy and I didn't find all these pictures and y'all smiling and laughing and it's the ebony and ivory connection. Man, that's some fucking bullshit and it's some coon shit. It's some fucking coon shit. And the reason I say it's some coon shit because y'all was all faking like y'all was mad at the nigga for being the evil nigga that he is. Remember that George Bush doesn't care about black people? I remember Hurricane Katrina. When the levees broke and the nigga didn't show up for weeks at a time, wouldn't send aid, wouldn't get them niggas, wasn't covering like basic insurance and shit, FEMA camps and like just a, a, a terrible, disgusting person. Do you remember the fact that he like created 9-11? I know y'all want to dispute that, but the facts are the facts. Um, then was like, yo, Osama bin Laden do this, did this shit. Let's start a war with Iraq. Like, what, nigga? <laughs> he started a war with Iraq. He created a whole narrative, and just because he got out of the White House and he got he gets to sit. The reason why he gets he sits next to Michelle Obama is because when the pre, the former presidents do these events, that's how that's how they're they're aligned with one another. You man. sit with your, you sit next to your predecessor. Man, this, this. It's is, not just like he found her and like, oh, I want to sit next to Michelle Obama. It's a sign seating. Nine eleven, building seven. Forget the two towers, building seven. About two, three, four hours later, a block away, that bitch fell. Um, then he pushed through the Patriot Act. The nigga literally said we went to war. Off brand niggas ain't hard. To the Patriot Act, hit your ass with that terrorist charge. This nigga said he tried to kill my daddy. <laughs> like what? Like that nigga took took us into two wars, and y'all I'm sure so fucking happy that they that they smiling and kicking. I don't believe you niggas when y'all say y'all hate Donald Trump, because like we it's li- just a popular thing to say. Because we lived through Bush, like we we saw actual tangible things. Y'all niggas don't like Donald Trump because how he make you feel. He said something that made you got your feelings hurt, but that nigga didn't go to war while he was here. What when the last president didn't get into a new war? Obama. When's the he got? <laughs> we when's the last president didn't get into a war? Because Obama. No, no, I was saying Obama definitely got us into a war. All, uh, like ninety seven percent. Now that don't fuck Donald Trump though. My anger is at y'all because y'all front like y'all be mad at some political shit and the nigga did 
real shit. And y'all so fucking happy because y'all, y'all give it a pass because of this ebony and ivory connection. Like who told y'all these niggas and why are they friends? <laughs> they have to sit next to each other. Next time, next time so you who watch cool in that picture. Is it Michelle? Is it Barack? Cause y'all y'all cooning it up, acting like y'all fucking fucking friends. Nigga, I don't gotta be friends with you. Just cause you my old coworker, or not even my old coworker. Nigga, like I took your here. old job. Yeah. Fuck out of here, dog. I, I I don't I don't like this shit at all, dog. And um, it only takes a little bit of white brainwashing to activate the coon chip inside the average Negro. Bye, coons. All right, so we just didn't had the coon check. So, <laughs> hey, man, govern yourselves accordingly. Accordingly, man. So, uh, this I do got a music pick of the week. It's by a home, uh, a friend of the show. Okay, uh, original a member of the Slimmy Hoffa show. Slimmy, get the crew back together, y'all. Come up back in here and record because we really enjoyed the show. But it's the homie Jus dropped a uh, a project called God, Goku, and Jay-Z. Yeah. It's currently number one on Bandcamp. My music pick of the week is the lead single, God, Goku, and Jay-Z, featuring the homie J-U-S, Danny Brown, and Fat Ray, A.O. Ray. Like, we, you still owe me an interview, and I'm going to be reaching out soon because you my nigga, and we went to high school together, and I know where you be at. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, I texted J-U-S earlier this week, man, just to tell him, man, that I'm – I'm proud of that nigga, J.U.S. I'm I'm proud of that nigga. And like, you know, that shit matters. For me, it matters to tell niggas that you proud of them for for doing shit that That they love doing. That they love doing or always wanted to do. Or like, man, I'm glad you are. And and like different websites are picking up. He was like, man, I didn't even reach out to nobody for this shit. You know, He's growing legs on his own. So like, I I, I think that's extremely dope. The whole Bruiser Brigade... uh, I don't even want to say cosign because that's his crew. Like the whole Bruiser Brigade clique is is working. Yo, shout out to Slimmy Hoffa, Mike Buck, Quay, JUS. Like, yo, come back and fuck with us. And it'd be it'd be it'd be good, man, when you do business with people and um they they be genuine people. Sometimes everything ain't all business. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yo, these be genuine people that you can JUS did beat me in jeopardy for the culture. <laughs> yo, <laughs> and they show up to shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like j- niggas just be so shout out to them, man. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to the homie. Shout out to JUS. JUS, we gonna we gonna put uh the link to the to the album in the show notes. So Cause you can, go on Bandcamp and buy that shit, and you can name your own price, by the way. Yeah, that's dope. Um, and support dope. the homie, like he good people for sure. Get off that. Hey, listen, dog. Them I've been, DSPs ain't what's happening. It's not. And um, it's not what's happening. you know, I got I, I got my hand in some 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 music, different artists around the city currently, and uh, we coming for the full bag. Yeah, uh, cause niggas is buying music. I've been buying album. I mean, I've been well, technically actual albums. I, I, I know you and Verge vinyl. think y'all the only niggas that get vinyl, but like, nigga, I be buying vinyl too. No, I'm just I don't have well, a lot. Yeah, a lot of motherfuckers getting vinyls because them bitches is selling out. Yeah, crazy. Oh, it's a that's crazy. We to, so I play my vinyl. I don't care what the fuck it is. I take the plastic off and I want to hear it. Yeah. So listen, I, I made this post on Twitter and we was I don't know who maybe all of us was talking, but. CDs sound better than MP3s. Always. And I think we dropped a ball on CDs, dog. Like the love that we got for vinyl that was passed down, we didn't do we we didn't do that for CDs. You know what, man? Because CDs are so disposable. That's what I was about to say. Like it just we carrying them bitches around, we leaving them in the car. Niggas You get a sleeve of them bitches for ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. But I think that shit started when the when niggas, when burners became accessible, when burners yeah. became the, the the art of the CD left, yeah, that's a, that that booklet was it. But I've been seeing niggas pressing up CDs now. Yeah, niggas niggas 
pressing up cassettes, nigga. I want the I want the listen the cassette game. the the cassette dude said he hasn't had this type of work since the nineties. Like he is backed up. Like he said, it's independent artists, is major artists. I'm putting some podcast yeah. on the cassette. Yeah, like best of. Yeah, come on, dog. Nigga, I had, I had best of pro- shop talk podcast on a cassette because I, I don't only. think it's been done yet, and I'm gonna be the first. Cassette nigga, only. My my first y'all ever, a group, nigga. Yeah, my my first ever recording music. That's that that I mean when I say us, <laughs> I'm yeah. Chop Talk Podcast. Yeah, 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 my yeah. my first ever recording, like ever recording music, was on a cassette. Oh yeah, me too. She, yeah. she was in block, yeah. she was in Blockbuster Music yeah. on cassette. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about a nigga in my bedroom. <laughs> nah, nigga, my my shit was in the stores on a cassette. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking dope. You yeah, know man. What I'm Can't yeah. nobody take that shit away from me. Don't yeah. tell, don't don't believe a lot of niggas ain't spending money. I spent thirty dollars on uh on Marv One. I seen you got it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh no, I buy like if it's niggas that I love and I like their music, I buy their fucking music. And for niggas to be like, no man, put the shit on the streaming service. Fuck that. Listen, I'm gonna tell y'all this shit one more time. If it take fifteen hundred spins for that shit to count as one sale, if all your actual friends bought your album, you gonna make more money <laughs> off the ten friends nigga, that you don't buy it for ten dollars. If you just drop you your ever single, gonna get on, on on streaming. You drop your single for a dollar twenty nine, and if fifteen hundred people buy it, you did better than your fifteen hundred streams. Hell yeah. Like nigga, just the the math just add up. Come on, man, sell your shit, dog. Stop bullshitting. Hey man, get I this just, money. The, the the DPS is only good for uh being able to go. Back, you feel what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's the card. What? But other than that, man, that shit garbage. Uh, um, the 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 little uh record player I got, it got the record player, it got a CD, it got a cassette, an aux, and a Bluetooth. Yeah, I'm about to get on my cassette shit, all my old cassettes that I still got, and that shit sound good too, man. And there's so many people out here, by, like that you just don't even just like with the podcast shit. It's so many people out here that listen to me that I had no clue about. It's the same shit work with music. Like if you just put it out there, every time I run into you and your brother, y'all put me up on something that I ain't never heard. I fucking love Selly Rue now. <laughs> that's like that's the, why, nigga. But like the first time I had never heard of that shit. Like yeah. I'm a nigga on the west side, and this nigga gang banging out and out. <laughs> Cow, These niggas man. always guys like yo, y'all niggas. This nigga, you ever heard of G Perico? Like that nigga Cole, nigga with the Jerry Curl. I love G Perico like, well, now. Fuck it, let me go take a yeah. listen then, man. Y'all got to get up on that nigga A Wax, man. I'm telling you, yeah, man. Y'all done A-Wax, that a couple dog, times. That nigga is the truth. So that's why I love Lavish D too. But Lavish D just too violent for me. You feel what I'm saying? He can rap, but he he's a violent ass nigga, man. You feel what I'm saying? And that's cool. But I don't listen to that type of music because I like drive by music. Yeah, low key, man. Recently, I just been listening to some R and B shit, dog. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm like, yo. Oh, so see, Wax pulling more strings. R&B shit uh, or old, right old hip hop. Yeah. Or, or like some shit pre-2012. You know, yeah. I, I get my R&B bag, and there's two artists I'm just going to put out there that, that don't get the love and appreciation they deserve. Shout out to my nigga June, because when you see all caps, it's all facts. The world has not been the same since Gerald LeVert died. And I'm not going to touch. I'm, I have a theory that I'm just going to touch on very briefly. If your mama was between a seven and like nine and a half back in like the late eighties, early nineties, Keith Sweat probably fucked your mama. Yeah, that's your that's your running theme though. Keith you Sweat fucked your mama. 
Yeah, he and he he's, he fucking some young mamas right now too. I I guarantee he it. got them bitches gone on a sweat hotel. <laughs> sweat I be hotel. hearing them though. Yeah. I be hearing them. They be ready to risk it all for Keith Sweat. I'm 38 and yeah. uh like nigga, he like 60 though. He got a 38 year old child. Yeah. Yeah, and I just love like nigga, you wasn't like around around <laughs> when Keith was popping. <laughs> like Keith Sweat fucked your mama. You feel what I'm saying? You supposed to get that on some shirts, man. What happened? Oh no, I'm stay. They still coming. They yeah. still coming. Keith Sweat fucked your. Mama is definitely, and and that and that might be the name of my autobiography. I will say this though, man. Uh, on the music tip, um, another project from one of the young cats in the city, uh, Sleaze, Long Yeah, um, making some noise. It's only what it's seven joints on there. Project like twenty two minutes, man. It's, it's, send that shit to me. Talk and and then, yeah. didn't didn't Ja'Cory Davis kind of have his hand in that shit? Yeah, I like that young nigga. I like that young nigga. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he 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 diddy in a lot of projects. He he doing the DJ Khaled on a lot of projects. What'd you say his name was? Jacory Davis. He ain't diddy in nothing. He Jacory and Davis in them. That's a fact. Facts. Yeah, that's a fact. I don't even want to throw no slight to that young man, but I like you. And before <laughs> the year is over, we're going to have a conversation. Yeah. I can set that up. He be here all the time. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely going to have that conversation. I like that young nigga. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all boys having me on, dog. It's, we could talk for hours. but I like, cannot I believe I, I saw you in a place without your brother. Yeah. I thought y'all niggas were Siamese twins. Uh, we ain't connected at the hip, though. You Yo, know man, man, what's so wild is, like, if you Siamese twins, who control the legs and arms? Yeah, see, yeah. And I I had to Google that shit the other day, dog. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. You know what I'm saying? The type of rabbit holes you fucking fall into fucking with Google. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's a legitimate, you feel what I'm saying? That's I found this one where it was half and half, and one controlled the left side, one controlled the right side. And when they had, they had to take their driving test uh, two times. and they had to, So they got to work in concert because the one on the left controlled the left arm, and one on the left, like, so when they, when they walk, it's like on some... Some th- you know when you tie your third tie, tie that leg together and some hacking sack shit like you know I always had a theory that like twins is like mutants like I used to date this girl and her and her sister was twins and they used to have like this this type of half phrase language that they would use yeah. and they would talk to each other yeah. shit was weird as fuck yeah we are man you feel what I'm saying but you know everybody loves a mutant uh, mutant turtles yeah mutant twins too you feel what I'm saying. Is it is it time for the benediction? Yeah, it is time. You queuing up the music? Yeah. This is usually my part because you always fuck it up. It says the nigga that don't know shit about uh. They had to get the help to to set up the zoom. All, all them zooms. The nigga shit. had to get the help to uh to set up uh the <laughs> the, the iPhone. <laughs> the the iPhone stand. <laughs> nigga say, hey man, just pass me one of them. Set my phone up against it. <laughs> I had to leave my phone on the bitch. Jay was like, uh, it they actually holds there, the phone. Yeah. Start that over though. There we go. Uh, AJ, go ahead, man. You the guest on the show. Give out all your socials, man. Hey, man, if you're looking for us, man, the Connected Experience Podcast on every podcast platform, TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Man, if you want to buy my brother book, 1SLJackson.com, you get the paperback, you send it to me, assign it, and send it back, man. And just be on the lookout, man. Gigantic things on the horizon, man. It's bigger than big. I appreciate y'all for having me, dog. You feel what hey, I'm man, saying? Hey, man, we appreciate you coming through, man. It's it's family, like you, you, yeah. you y'all cousins, man. Uh, it's your man, Dame Going Wild on I. IG, Dame going wild on Twitter. Just drop that I. You should probably know that by now. You at me, I'm going to talk back to you. It's your grandmother's favorite lover, your homeboy Dame going wild. Uh, hit me up on all social media platforms. I'll talk back. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. Shop Talk Podcast, books and
time in this bitch. I got babies to feed. Uh, shout out to y'all, man, holding us down 243 weeks later. You feel me? This was a therapy um, session. It really was, man. It was a cool episode, and um, we ain't even uh, getting to all this shit. Um, but I would like to say shout out to Kwame Kilpatrick. The brother is back home uh, with his family, with his sons. I'm really happy for his sons, man. Definitely happy about that. Um, just looking at them videos of his kids and being able to hug his father. That's, like that's love. 20, that's real love. Uh, like when you think you're never going to see your father like face to face and hug him for 28 years and he home after seven, dog. And seven, that's a long fucking time, by the way. And yeah. that was their formative seven. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm very They're young happy. men. They're young men. Uh, I was happy to see him hug his father and his family and everything like that, man. So I'm glad he home. Everybody got their thoughts and opinions on him personally and everything like that. 28 years a long fucking time, dog. And nigga, my cousin got murdered. He murdered somebody and got out before 28 years. Yeah. So that's too long. I'm glad he home. Shout out to Kwame. If he could run again, he would get my vote for the third time. Fight me if you don't like me. Um, when you see the blue on the black, man, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jane Dane. Hell yeah. Peace.